I'm just excited to see my Lord and Savior Baphomet represented in such glorious Italian stone. I do hope his eyes gaze upon me and that my allegiance is recognized. I don't know. Notice me, senpai. Notice me. Notice me, senpai. Notice me. <laughs> Consider yourself noticed. <laughs> this is Drinky Files. We're back with another episode of Drinky Files. The first one hasn't been dropped yet because I've been a lazy ass and I've had to move and all this other bullshit, including school and everything else. So right now it's me and uh, Ryan, who you'll probably recognize from the last show. Say hello. Hello. Ah, I'm hello. Ryan. We're, we're missing Sam tonight. Night. Yeah, we are. He had to uh, travel, didn't he? Or something? Uh, he's got a birthday party for a friend of his. A birthday party? I'm yeah, jealous. I'm not. Is it just like a normal party? I'm not sure. He didn't say. Hopefully but... it's an orgy. He'll have fun. Yeah. Orgies. Orgies are the best birthday parties. Aren't they, though? <laughs> I love them. Anyway. Do you ever, when you were a kid, have, like, birthday parties with your family and birthday parties with your friends? It's like... I'm feeling that the orgy birthday party with your family is not quite as fun as the orgy birthday party well, with your friends. this is how my family did it when I was growing up. Uh, when I was growing up, my family did birthday parties on, like, important years. Like, uh, I think I got a party when I turned five, probably when I turned ten. Uh, when I turned thirteen, I got one, because that's when you become a teenager. Yeah. I got one at 16, 18, and I was here when I turned 21, so I wasn't with my family then, uh, and I didn't really have a party, but that's when I got a birthday party growing up, was those huh. important years. That's interesting. I had birthday parties every year my family could afford it, which was most years until I turned, like, 14. By the time I was 14, I didn't... We'd moved um, pretty recently, and about that time, I just stopped having birthday parties. Yeah, it just didn't matter. Yeah. For, for us, it was... That was actually partially it, because we couldn't really afford to do stuff all the time when I was growing up. Uh, like, we lived for a while. We didn't have a whole lot of money at all. And, yeah. uh, like, it got better over time uh, as we got acclimated to where we were and as, as things kind of evened out and all this. Uh, really, it was mainly because of, I don't want to give too much away, but the Enron crash really fucked us. Yeah. And so, yeah. but things got better over time. And, uh, I don't know, it got to the point where we were okay, but my parents never really did the whole birthday every year thing because there's... I think it was a point of not just the money thing because they would save up when we were going to have a party. Yeah. But I think it was the point at, of like, it's not that special. Like, no, you really exist isn't. and years go by. Yep. And I don't think that was my parents' point of view necessarily, but that's one of the things that I kind of learned from it was that like, you're not at the party every year for like your existence, just, just because you stay alive. Yeah. You know? I've never understood it, but... So Sam's not with us this week. Uh, man, you mentioned... Wow, no... that was the first non-sequitur of the show, and we just got started. That's <laughs> yeah, <it's> great. <laughs> you mentioned moving. Um, yes. All three of us actually moved about the same time. Yeah, yeah, I remember you were still moving when uh, I had you over for... Uh, what is it? What, what did I call it? I don't know, drinking at Dino's or something like that. Yeah, we, just a small get-together. Oh, there. I never said I was Dino. In the intro. I'm Dino. I'm... I guess. Yeah, you're... Yeah. I introduced you, but I never said my name. I'm a mystery. I'm... I'm mystery host. I, I wear a black mask and, like, What's a gimp that, mask. that what? quote, an enigma wrapped in a mystery yes, wrapped in a, a riddle? Yes, exactly. That's who I am. No, I'm really not. I'm, I'm, I'm just the asshole who hosts the show. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we were all pretty much moving at the same time, right? Dude, how much did you have to move? I actually didn't have a lot. So based on my dad's profession, we've moved 
about every two years for the last six years. That's not quite right. We've moved six times in the last four years. It's a lot um, of moving. It's a lot of moving. And so when you move that much, just every time you move, you get rid of shit. So yeah. this time um, I ended up with a student housing. It's fully furnished. So I didn't have to move any furniture in, which was great. Oh, saves you. a ton of work. Good for you. Um, <laughs> but by this point, I just, I've got like half a dozen boxes of stuff. Yeah. I had to move furniture up to the second floor. Upstairs. No elevators. My sister. My sister actually got her own apartment recently. Uh, my sister's like a year and a half younger than me, and she got an apartment on the second floor, and we had to move her shit upstairs. Um, and that was fun. <laughs> she, we had to move furniture for her. I'm sure my family enjoyed uh, helping me move in, um, because I honestly couldn't do it alone. I would have had I would have had to pay somebody to help if they hadn't helped. And my dad came down and he helped out, and I got rid of my old couch from the other apartment because uh, I needed a bigger one. Yep. Because I didn't have enough seating for people. Yeah. Like my Mom, my mom has this, like, I am a little bit antisocial, and I think my mom is not scared, just concerned about how antisocial I am. Mm -hmm. And so she wants me to entertain people. And so she wanted me to have more seating so that I could enter entertain people. Um, have right. I have I mentioned the whole, like, like, point of the show yet? No, we haven't talked about the show yet, Dean. Oh my god. See, this is why we should do shots as soon as we start recording, and then so start drinking so that I can actually remember. We've got some sober time for setup. Exactly. That's exactly uh, right. That's so, boring. And, okay. So I this agree. is this is the drinky show. It's the show where we get drinky and we talk about shit. So we're going to be mostly drunk because there's going to be a lot of non sequiturs. Yes. Um, probably, probably a lot of cut content. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to limit the time this time because I ended up cutting out like 30 or 45 Five minutes of conversation from the other show. <laughs> no, Dean, you cut like two and a half hours from the other show. <laughs> It came out at about an hour and a half, I think, is what it came out to. Yeah, and, and we recorded for like three and a half hours. Did we really? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, well, there was a huge I listened, chunk. I listened to the raw of that. We recorded for three and a half hours. That whole bit in the middle, I couldn't remember. Like, there was an entire bit in the middle that I totally cut out because not only were we too drunk to be talking, like, we, we weren't making any sense, <laughs> but I also didn't remember that whole little section. I, I at least remembered all of it. I, I didn't. But we got a little too drinky last show so this show we're limiting our recording time we're yes limiting we our drinkiness yeah we're not like just pouring shots of tequila into beverages like we did last time this time we're uh drinking what are we drinking man we are sipping makers 46 on the rocks mm. no mixers just makers 46 it's actually first time i've ever had makers 46 uh, i'm a big fan of makers mark yeah um, this is the first time I've had Makers 46, and uh, when I was, I was looking at a bunch of different bourbons, um, I'm, I'm a big bourbon fan, and when I looked up this one, they said, you know, it's a little better than the Makers Mark, it's a little spicier, Yeah. and uh, I have to agree, It's it's got a bit of a bite to it. It is, it, it does have something of a bite, it's also a little bit... Um... I'm not sure that I would want to sip this without cutting it with water. Yeah. Because, which is, honestly, it's a good thing we have ice in it. Yeah. Because it's, it's hot in here and it's melting rather quickly. Um... Because it is very fully flavored, to the point that it's just like an assault. It's, it's very <laughs> much an assault on your taste buds to just sip. I wouldn't actually sip this if I had some more foresight. I'd have picked up some Dr. Pepper, some Coke that we could mix this yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't keep I don't keep sodas and stuff around because uh, 
I hate I hate telling people this, but it actually is a good idea, man. After I quit drinking sodas years ago, I felt so much better just generally. Yeah. I mean, I still eat like a slob. Like I still eat the worst shit you could possibly eat. Fucking, so, but yeah, that's I'm a, I'm the first of three children, so family of five. Um, it costs a lot of money to feed a family of five, so my mom would always buy soda. Sodas, yeah, cheap. Yep. Um, you can drink a lot of it. It doesn't cost a whole lot. Since I've been on my own, I've been drinking a lot less soda, and I'm feeling a lot better, man. Yeah, it's one of those things where you cut out, honestly, I think it's just the sugar. You just cut out all that sugar, and it's like, it causes, it makes a huge difference in, like, the way you feel. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just what I noticed when I did it, and I still, I'll drink a Monster every now and then because sometimes coffee's not readily available. Yeah. And if I don't have my caffeine, I will murder someone. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't murder someone. Uh, when I don't have caffeine, I get migraines, like, I yep. just, and I get really tired. I yep. basically shut down for the day. Exactly, and that's the problem. Is my between... my sleep schedule actually is fucked up enough that I can go without caffeine until about four in the afternoon, dude. But if I don't have caffeine at four, it's I almost instantly get a migraine. Exactly, man. My my sleep schedule. I I, I have a hard time getting used to sleeping in a new place. It takes yep. weeks. Yeah, it does. It takes, and mm -hmm. I've moved so much, and it's never gotten any better. It takes me weeks to be able to sleep in a new place. Exactly, and that's why. And so here, I've had trouble sleeping. Like I went to sleep at maybe six o'clock this morning and yep. it's not for lack of trying like i'll just lay in my bed and like i don't have a tv show on or whatever because like, I, I like to watch tv at night yep but if i had if i'm in a new place and stuff like that it's already hard enough for me to sleep so i turn that off and i just put on some background music which is i like sleeping with background music on and then uh i, I just I, I still i was just tossing and turning dude i fell asleep maybe at four or five six something like that the yep. last time i looked at the clock it was about four o'clock in the morning but i know it was way longer than that i was up until six but that was just because i was watching anime <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, like, lying in bed awake or anything. What were you watching? I actually finished Log Horizon Season 2. Um, I think Shirt Punch had a, uh, a Gurren Lagan shirt. Oh? Yeah. Um, Gurren, Gurren Lagan, um... It's it's a good anime. I wouldn't call it one of my favorite. I like it a whole lot, but it has my favorite... Oh, that is a nice shirt. Isn't it? It's got my favorite character from any anime ever. Kamina? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we actually... A couple... Uh... A couple friends of ours, mutual friends of ours, and I do a, an anime night. Which... I don't know why I'm pulling up pictures. This isn't a visual medium. <laughs> I just oh, pulled up a picture of Kamina. My phone just fell on the floor. Everyone's going to hear that. Um, oh, yeah, look at the spike in the... <laughs> <laughs> you, I actually invited you to the most recent one, but we do an anime night, and we watched yeah, yeah. we watched Gurren Lagann, and uh, so they finally were able to see my profile picture on, like, GroupMe. It's uh, Kamina's glasses set mm -hmm. above the text of who the hell do you think I am, which I is... Love famous that quote so from, much. from that show. He's such a badass. Like, I, I don't understand why he's... What the hell is this? That Have you not seen that? No, I've seen this, but is that Kamina in that? That's Kamina in Senketsu, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, well, it was... Uh, Kill a Kill and Gurren Lagann were done by the same company. So oh, that's why the style's so similar. Yeah, so they're, the they're style both... is similar, so there are a lot of fans who have done mashup fan art. Yeah, mashup fan art, and I'm sure some uh, some slash art. Yeah. <laughs> I, not gonna I'm not that, the but... biggest fan of slash art. No. Me, me <laughs> I don't 
don't like it that much. Yeah, so I, I was up finishing Log Horizon Season 2 until 6 last night. And... Alright, how's that, dude? Because you mentioned it before. Um, Log Horizon Season 1 was really great. Uh, the first half of Log Horizon Season 2 was really great. The second half of Log Horizon Season 2 takes a, a bit of a dive. Um, the animation quality starts dropping off. The story writing starts dropping off. I think they ran into budget issues, really. That would make um, sense. It's, it ends kind of on a bad note. Um, oh, that's no fun. Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, well, yeah. <laughs> I would watch season three if it ever came out. Yeah. But, you know. Because they'd probably fix it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. So we've got some stuff to talk about, Dean. Yes, we do. We do. You you actually dug up most of the content for today's episode. I, I did. Uh, you dug up all of the content for our first episode, so I, I took did the legwork and dug up the yes. content for this episode. So, the first story, it's uh, an ACLU article. Yes. Um, American so, Civil Liberties Union. Yes, Dean. Yes. We are both in Texas. Yes, we are. Um, to be, we're recording in the same place. Yes. And that place is in Texas. Yes, it is. Texas actually recently passed, well, not Texas, Dallas, where we are specifically. Yes. Passed body camera laws yes. for police officers. Yes, they did. And <laughs> huge step forward. I'm actually really supportive of this law. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, well, I'll tell you my qualification later because I do have one qualification to the body yeah. cam thing. So, but it doesn't, it doesn't go far enough, which actually is what this article is about. Yeah. Um, Texas body camera, the police are given the discretion to withhold any body camera video footage. Then what's the point? From the public, yes. And that's where it doesn't go far enough. That's... Even in cases involving the shooting of unarmed citizens. So it's still... Because you still run into the the blue wall. Yes. You still run into the... We, and we ran into yeah. this recently with that video coming out of, what, San Francisco? I want to say? Let me pull it up. Um, where, where the California Police um, Department, whatever city it was, they didn't want to release the video that they were ordered to by the courts. Uh, let me see. Shooting video. Um, oh, was it a dash cam video? Yeah, it was a dash cam video, but, uh, there was a, uh, no, I don't think it was a dash cam video, actually. I can't remember. Um, but anyways, police. Or was it Sacramento? No, we're trying well, to... when you freaking look up... When you look up police shooting video, I even added California, and you and you get as many hits as this, there's something wrong, dude. Yeah, like, so... I'm actually trying to, to pull it up. I can't find it. Anyway, keep saying what you were saying. Anyways... I like I like the law, but because yeah. body cameras at least that footage exists. Yes. At this point, we're over the technology hurdle. We're over the initial cost hurdle. They're adopting body cameras. It's pretty safe to say at this point they'll only use it in cases to defend officers. Mm -hmm. But now we've we've got the framework at least set out that um, voters and the public can say in the future, no, look, you have to have to release this footage every time. We can set the laws later. Yeah. It, it's one of those things that, I mean... <clears throat> It reminds me, do you remember, what was that biker bar shooting recently? Uh, that was down in Waco. In Waco, yes. Okay, so... So... The Waco, there um... There two rival biker gangs shut yes. up at, uh, Twin Peaks? Yes. Which always confused me because Twin Peaks, the TV show, is coming back. So every time I saw news with Twin Peaks in it, I was like, oh, oh, the TV show! And it was like, oh no, this, this cop shooting. Ugh. But yeah, uh, one thing that was interesting about that is the city didn't want to release that video. Did they not? I, I didn't hear a whole lot about that they, after... They fought against releasing the security the security camera footage. Hard they fought against it. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But... It's ridiculous, man. But as you were saying about this on, on 
on this uh, ACLU article. Um, it's broad exemption, the, the exemption being that they don't have to release the video to the public. This broad exemption is a serious impediment to the kind of transparency that police officials are touting. I agree with that, man. This is, I mean, they're acting like, oh, we have these cameras, so we're gonna, you know, be it's good It's gonna be now. totally transparent. The public can see everything. Except, uh, wait, we're not gonna release this video yeah. of this one, you know, suspect police shooting. Yeah. So this comes after a police shooting in San Antonio. Yes. But it's yes, Dallas police who are doing it, not even San Antonio police. Well, you could expect, I mean, you can expect a large metro area to follow, like, to follow up, especially since McKinney just had its Yep, there was thing. just all of the police stuff with yeah. uh, the, is it just, that pool party in McKinney. Is it just Dallas or is it the metro area? Uh, it says... In Did they get article, any other municipalities to agree? Because I see them just saying Dallas in the article. Dallas Police Department announced it was the commencing the rollout of its body camera program. So this doesn't affect, so like, it actually, Arlington, Fort Worth. It actually doesn't even affect us up in Denton. It's yes. only Dallas Police. Yes, exactly. So they didn't get any other municipalities to to sign off on this. And they, it looks like, just by looking through this article, there's no mention of even the county sheriff's on this. It's just the Dallas police. Dallas itself does have a lot more crime than the surrounding areas. That's true. Especially like Fort Worth. Fort Worth is a little bit more of a uh, affluent area than No, Dallas, Dallas. Dallas is more affluent than Fort Worth, but Dallas has a, a bigger I've, homeless population. That's true. I've never I've never seen Dallas as being more, I guess just because their downtown areas are so different. I've always seen Fort Worth as being a more kind of like hoity-toity type downtown area. Really? That's completely the opposite. Um, really? The, yeah, from what I've noticed. For, so, I don't know. I guess it's a different I, perspective. I don't have any numbers to support my claim. I'm just saying. I I interviewed for a job in downtown Fort Worth. Uh, ended up not taking it because it was an hour 15 minute drive one way yeah. out there. Um, yeah. Downtown Fort Worth, it's old. Uh, think think stockyards. It's mm -hmm. very cow country. Um, affluent is not how I would describe it at all. Fort Worth has, they've got a nice downtown. Yeah. It's not trashy. It's not gross. It's not affluent. There, there are areas of downtown Dallas that are very affluent, very nice, just kind of mixed in. Down with, around the uh, arts district and kind of. Yeah. Yeah, the arts district is very nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so... So, overall, I think this is... The body camera is a step in the right direction. Yeah. But it's not enough yet. I don't think so, either. I don't think... I don't I don't think it is, either. Dallas um, is one of the first cities to adopt police body cameras, though, isn't it? I know they're doing it a little bit in California, but it's not widely adopted as across the U.S. As far as I know, as far as municipalities, yeah. And, uh, my only qualification... I mentioned qualification earlier. My qualification is that I hope that this isn't one of the federally funded body camera programs. Because those federally funded body camera programs, if you look at the, the cost on them, mm -hmm. they are freaking ridiculous, dude. Huh. They're spending way too much money. It broke down to like uh, $1,200 per camera. Wow, that's expensive. Right? How much does a GoPro cost? A GoPro is, is uh, I think the lowest end GoPro is like $200, is not it? Let me look. Uh, so I'm not I'm... talking out my ass. <laughs> Drinky files, where we at least cite our sources and look up yeah. some some research, even though we're drunk off our asses. Yes. I see a listing for... Yeah, there's a GoPro Hero 3 for $200. Yes. GoPro uh, Hero 3 White, $200. Uh, Go, GoPro Hero HD for $130. 130. At, at Best Buy, which why would you ever buy anything at Best Buy? Yeah. Especially if they're buying in bulk, you expect it to be even cheaper. Yeah. So so federally funded, too expensive. The federally funded system's bad. Yeah. And also it comes with strings. 
Of course, there's always strings. Anytime the federal government gives you anything, there's strings. Always strings. Yes, and that is my only qualification. Anything else you want to say about this story? Because we can move on. No, let's move on. I, I think we've beat the horse to death and then continued beating the dead horse. Yes. Absolutely. That was difficult. I, I know horses are, are a large animal. It was really hard to beat it to death, but once we did, we were really we were able to keep going and, and, and now we pulverized this horse's corpse to the point that it is uh, splattered all over my bedroom. Um Momentum. Splattered <laughs> horses all over your bedroom. Exactly. Uh freaking the head is in my bed. I've I've woken up now and there's this horse head in my bed and I'm freaking out. If you ever see a picture of Dean in one of those horse masks, it's yes. not one of those like cheap ass plastic horse. No, that you can it's an actual it. horse. It's it's a it's an actual horse. Yes, it's an actual horse, and I had the skin hardened and taxidermized so that I could wear it on my head. This has gone way too far. Um, <laughs> so your, your next, next story, story is about the FTC, man. Yeah, it's about the FTC and Machinima, actually. Why so, does the FTC care about Machinima? So back. When the Xbox One was launching, uh, Microsoft and Machinima signed a deal so that Machinima would advertise Xbox One. Okay. It's fine. You know, Microsoft pays people to advertise their shit. Absolutely. Any, a lot of companies do. Um, anytime you watch, I watch a lot of Funhouse videos. Yeah. I love the Funhouse YouTube channel. I think those guys are hilarious. Um, part of the reason that I wanted to do a drinky show was because of their, uh, drinking games that they play with like Mario Kart and Dark Souls and stuff like that. Yeah. They play good drinking games and that's part of the reason I wanted to do a drinky show. But even they have sponsors. Yeah. You know? Most most podcasts nowadays have sponsors. Mm -hmm. Most of the time it's Audible. Mm -hmm. um, Audible sponsors everything. Uh, this podcast not brought to you by Audible. No, not brought to you by anyone. Don't don't go to audible.com/drinkyshow. No, because there's it nothing doesn't exist. there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an actual thing. You won't get a 10% discount. No, you will not get so many points toward a free book. Uh, no. I I haven't been one over to the world of of Audible books yet. Um but right, so Machinima and Microsoft they sign sign an agreement Machinima's going to advertise for them. Okay. Machinima goes to its content creators. I don't know what they call them, but Machinima, it's just a YouTube collective. Like, Machinima doesn't do anything yeah, um, they have Funhouse is part of the Machinima network. Is it? Yeah. I don't know anything about Machinima Funhouse. owns a lot of other uh, content creators like Funhouse and like, I think, Achievement Hunter yeah. and stuff like that. Those are all Machinima channels. But, so, Machinima, it's mostly gaming-related, right? Yes, absolutely. And they make some, like, video content. As a background, Machinima started um, the Red vs. Blue series. I don't know if that's what no, they rooster, started with. Rooster Teeth. Rooster Teeth, you're right. And then Machinima bought them, didn't they? I believe so. Okay. So yeah, Machinima bought Rooster Teeth, I guess. And so Machinima, it's like a now I feel gaming, like an idiot, so I'm gonna pull up Machinima while you gaming talk. YouTube conglomerate. Machinima. That's as a far good as, way to describe as it. As far as I know, they don't produce any of their own content. They just have YouTubers under them who produce content and then market it through Machinima. So you've got like YouTubers um, advertising other YouTube channels, and they just kind of feed off each other. Um, and what we're talking about is Machinima Incorporated, not Machinima the genre. Yes, because Machinima. The the genre is making videos and movies and things out of uh, the graphics from like computer games, video games, etc. That's Machinima, the genre. Yeah. We're talking about Machinima Incorporated, the company. Yes. Okay. Alright, so Machinima signs this deal with Microsoft. So then Machinima goes to their content creators, the people who run their own YouTube channels under them, and they say, look, you can't say anything bad about the Xbox One. We need you actually to promote the Xbox One. 
But here's the deal. You can't mm-hmm. say that this is a paid advertisement. Oh, also, uh, they were going to pay their content creators for this. And I believe the in the FTC, um, this article we've got, uh, they paid their content creators up to $30,000 per video. Um, I want to say, yeah, up to $30,000 to say positive things about the Xbox One in as a part s- of a secret 2013 agreement with Microsoft. Yeah, that's what that is. So, why does the FTC care? Uh, what what are the, what are their uh is it Okay, here's a quote actually. Neither Microsoft nor Starcom, Starcom. Yeah. Were, we're cited, cited for, for any wrongdoings. wrongdoings. This isn't the quote you want. Scroll up a little bit. Well, this was a letter written to Microsoft. Yeah, Microsoft wasn't found wrong of any wrongdoings. It was only Machinima who was um found guilty by the FTC. Oh, it's because Machinima didn't make it clear that they were paid advertisements. Yes, because they because the content creators were specifically told, look, this is a secret agreement. You can't talk about this. You have to say good things about the Xbox One. This is advertising, but you're not allowed to tell people it's advertising. Okay, that makes sense. So it was native advertising at its worst. Yes. It wasn't even marked sponsored or anything. It was just like, hey guys, like if Funhouse went on and said, Hey guys, the Xbox One is great. Go check out the Xbox One. I love the Xbox One. That's a sponsored thing, but they didn't make that clear. But they didn't make it clear. It, it wasn't their own opinion. Yeah, it wasn't their own opinion. They it, they were paid to say things, but they weren't allowed to tell people that they they say that said, is said. that is wrong. Yeah, because Machinima, as well as being as you said a uh, what is it, an online content conglomerate. Yeah, um, they're also a uh, a um, a news site. They also run a news sh- a news site about video games, film technology, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, for them to say, for them to not make it clear that it's a, um, actually, I might be lying about Funhouse. When they were with Inside Gaming, it was Machinima. And I think now they're with someone else. That's good. Because I'm, Machinima owns Inside Gaming. I'm not a large Machinima fan, so. I, I like, I just like Funhouse. I liked Inside Gaming when they were there, and then they went off and made Funhouse, and I think Funhouse might be something different now. I don't know. Fact check me, anyone who's listening, because I'm too... Fact I check us. This is a drinky show where we yes. talk out our asses. Exactly. Facts, what are those? Yeah. What are facts? I don't know. Right, I've so never used them. There's a correction here. I actually haven't seen this correction. Correction. We have changed the headline to remove the word guilty. In the agreement, Machinima neither denies nor admits to any of the allegations, though it does admit the facts as presented by the FTC. Okay, so they didn't say, yeah, we did that. They just said, yeah, looks right, FTC. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the difference is. I don't know what the difference is either. Uh, Machinima responded with the following comment. Machinima is actively and deeply committed to ensuring transparency with all of its social influencer campaigns. I hate that term, by the way, and I can talk about it later if you'd like. Uh, though Through collaboration with the FTC, we are pleased to have firmly resolved this matter related to an incident that occurred in 2013 prior to Machinima's change of management in March 2014. We hope and expect that the agreement we have reached today will set standards and best practices for the entire industry to, uh, to follow to ensure the best customer experience possible. Consumer experience. Whatever. Sounds like they're talking about their Yeah, it's just bullshit. It's bullshit. Just as, mu- just as much as we are. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's interesting. The FTC actually fucking cares about Machinima, which that's... is weird to me. But kind okay. of an interesting step that I don't know how I feel about. Yeah, I know. I, I personally... YouTube, it's... It's the Wild West. It's part of the internet, man. It's, it's the Wild West. It's a great... 
place for small people to just go and say some shit yeah. about and also normal sized people who also aren't very popular. But there are a lot of YouTubers now who are more popular than stuff you see on primetime television. Yeah, like network TV and stuff like that. That's absolutely true. There are a lot of YouTube channels that are incredibly popular. And one thing that kind of a non sequitur, uh second one of the show, one of the things that <laughs> that makes me uh weirded out a little bit by YouTube celebrities is that they start out as YouTube celebrities and they try and segue into the mainstream. Yeah. And it's like, nah, dude, stay where you are. You're yeah. fine where you are. Like, Tabuskus tried to sh- go into the mainstream with, like, games commentary and working with Ubisoft on presentations and, or Ubisoft, however you want to say it. But, uh, doing that kind of thing, he tried to segue into the mainstream and, from what I've seen, his channel has dipped dramatically since then. Yeah, I I haven't subscribed to Tabuskus in two I used years. to watch his stuff all the time. Oh yeah, me too. And it, it it's now, from what I've seen of his, uh, view counts and stuff, they're low now. Yep. So, Dean, this isn't how we set up the show, but we're talking about YouTubers and the FTC and, yes. and content. Yes. This is a great segue into a topic we have scheduled later mm-hmm. about a tweet from Philip DeFranco. Mm-hmm. Philip DeFranco, at one time, it's been, what, five years now, I think. Yes. But at one time, he was the most popular YouTube channel. Yeah, because he had a not terrible news show. He and Philip DeFranco is actually the only news show that I I watch. Um, yeah. You, you don't I, watch you don't watch the Young Turks. I don't. <laughs> I hate I don't. them so much. Yeah, I watched them once and was like, man, this is bullshit. I hate the Young Turks. Did you, you know that the, the the name the Young Turks and this is a fact. The name the Young Turks comes from a uh it's the original etymology of the name of the Young Turks was a group of students, basically, mm-hmm. in Turkey who helped to, um, I guess, push the Armenian genocide. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So the name the Young Turks that they've named their network after is people who supported genocide. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. So Philip So DeFranco, continue. Philip to, back not on the topic. Young Turks. Dean, you and I are both a little libertarian. Yes. Actually, we're both I am, a lot I libertarian. Am, you're more you're, anarchist. You're libertarian. I'm more of an anarchist. There's little difference between the two except for you. The primary philosophical difference between the two of us is that you think government is necessary to some extent, mm-hmm. and yep. I don't. <laughs> yeah. So, But we do believe in, in liberties in, in very much the same way and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So. so Philip DeFranco, I get my news from him because he's also libertarian. Now, he leans libertarian in a little bit different direction than I do. There are di- mm. kind of different flavors of libertarian. He seems more progressive. He, not necessarily progressive versus libertarian. He seems more like a progressive libertarian, kind of like libertarian, but also supporting positive liberties to a degree, like the right to not be offended and stuff like that. Yeah. That's what I've noticed from him. Not a dig on him, it's just something that I don't personally agree with. Alright, so, a little bit of background. Yeah, uh, we're gonna change the order of the show. So, we're gonna talk about this because it is a better segue, and thanks, Ryan, for catching we'll, the better segue. We'll, we'll get into this a little bit more later, but Kim Davis was arrested this week. For those of you who don't know about Kim Davis, just wait. We'll get to that. Yes, absolutely. We will. After Kim Davis was arrested, Governor Mike Huckabee tweeted, and uh, you don't have the tweet pulled up. Yeah, it's oh right yeah, here. no, it's right there. So Kim Davis in federal custody removes all doubt about the criminalization of Christianity in this country. We must defend hashtag religious liberty. Okay, that is bullshit to me. It's absolutely bullshit because he he, he said that okay, it's the criminalization of Christianity. No, it's not. No, Kim Davis was a state employee. Dean, 
gonna we're gonna get into Kim Davis a little in in a minute. Okay, we're, I'm not gonna, I will not jump ahead. I, I refuse. <laughs> I have to think really hard. Convince yeah, myself think, not to think jump Think really ahead. hard. Okay, but let, let me carry this. Okay, <laughs> go, go for it. it. <laughs> and this is how I actually came to hear about this entire news story. Was this tweet? Philip DeFranco replies to at Governor Governor Mike Huckabee. How do you not understand? People being denied the right to discriminate is not discrimination. Okay. So both you and I had the same initial response to this, which is, that's gross. That is gross. so wrong. But I think it's gross because it's overbroad. I don't disagree with the sentiment in that government discrimination is bad. Because Davis, and I am going to talk about her for just the next sentence, okay? Okay. Davis was a state employee. Yes, she was. So, government discrimination is bad. Yes. And I agree with that. And I, I, and I agree with Philip DeFranco's, uh, I guess, um, idea that, uh, people being denied the right to discriminate is not discrimination in the confines of the state. And see, I disagree with you here. Do you and really? I do. I think it is still discrimination. But, and this is a big but, I think it's necessary discrimination. Yeah. And in this case, I think discriminating isn't bad. But... I can see that. Yeah, absolutely. Her being arrested because of refusing to do a thing because of religious reasons could be considered discrimination. Yeah. It's it's discriminating against <clears throat> her viewpoint that... Yeah, um, her personal opinion about gay marriage. That, um... Yeah, and I think that's necessary in the discourse about this. I think her being arrested was still correct. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I totally see where you're coming from. It's more of a, a thing about the definition of discrimination. Yeah. I can absolutely understand that. I can totally understand. Uh, I was just reading it as the difference between state and private discrimination. Like, if I own a restaurant, yeah. better yet, since this is in the news recently, if I am a cake maker, yep. and I say, look, I don't want to make your cake, I should be allowed to say, I don't want to make your cake regardless of what reasons I have. Regardless of how dumb or bigoted or discriminatory my reasons are, I should be allowed to say, I don't want to run my business in this way. Yes, I agree. Okay. In a, in a privately owned context. Absolutely. Uh, we actually, I think it got cut, but we had this argument a little bit in the last episode. Um... I believe I had to cut it out because there was a lot of stuttering. There's and a lot, a lot of stuttering. Of, uh, uh, <laughs> we were really drunk. There was yeah. a lot of slurring. We of made words. good points, but we couldn't be understood, I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> so, so private businesses, right to discriminate is great. So in this case, I think, I think the government, government, blah, talking about slurring your words. I think the government <laughs> is, is still discriminating. They're saying, no, we don't approve your belief that gay marriage is bad. Yeah, They're okay. They're dis discriminating against, against extreme conservatives. Okay, yeah, but I want to make this point too, because I agree with your definition of discrimination. I think that you are correct. Yes. But I do want to make this point. Your definition of discrimination is coming from a place that discrimination can go two ways. Yes. See, that I agree with. And the modern kind of social justice -y type opinion about discrimination and racism and sexism and stuff like that... It's this. Is that, that being denied can... the right to discriminate is not discrimination. Well, no. The social justice -y thing is that... Well, actually, yeah. But the, the social justice <laughs> thing is that, um, that discrimination can only be... Um, I guess, exercised by someone who has power socially, right? The idea that, just to use the social justice explanation of racism, it, the social justice definition, is that racism equals privilege plus power, which is... 
bullshit to me. Yeah. Racism is not liking somebody because of their race or having certain negative generalizations about a race of people. That's racism. Yeah. It has nothing to do with privilege or power. Yes. But the social justice community has tried to redefine that. Check your privilege. Yes, I must check my privilege. I'm a white man. Actually, I'm not. That's the interesting thing is I'm not a white man. I'm a Native American man, but I get You're called You're a Native white. American man who looks white. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm what they would call passable as white. I'm a so, white man. Yeah, you are a white man. And so check your privilege. You killed my people. Smallpox blankets and such. Um... <laughs> <laughs> A lot of Native Americans don't really give a shit about that, by the way. Just for your information, Native <laughs> Americans are generally pretty happy, depending upon where they are. But, um, yeah, that's the thing, is you're correct. I, I, I agree with your definition of discrimination. Uh, but I do think that the state must uphold uh, this kind of thing if it's yeah. a law. So, so in, in this context specifically, I believe that the state has a right to discriminate in cases where it protects minority groups. See that that's the Such kind of thing as that I can in this see. case yeah. gays who are getting married. I believe the state has a right to protect Let's them explain Kim Davis now because yeah. so people from are this, wondering. Let's move in, into Kim Davis. So for yes. those of you who don't know about Kim Davis, Kim Davis is a Kentucky County uh specifically clerk. she's a county clerk, specifically right? Rowan County clerk. Yeah. So if if I'm if you and Dean, if you and I want to get married, we go we, to We do. We do. It's true. <laughs> we want to get married. <laughs> So, Dean, we have to go to the county clerk. Yes, we do. To get a marriage license. We do. But let's pretend for a second. We gotta that take we... care of that this weekend. Yeah, we've we do. forgotten. I'm kidding. We're, we're not a gay couple. We could be, but we're not. Continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but let's pretend for a second that we live in Kentucky. Okay. In Rowan County. Okay. We go. We go into the county office to All get right. a marriage license. Okay. Kim Davis is sitting there. Kim Davis is there. Kim Davis is the one who offers marriage licenses, and okay. and you and I say, "Hey, look, we want to get married. Would you please marry us?" Kim Davis yeah. says, "No. It's she against no. my religion. It's against her religion, even though we have a right to. Even though, based on the recent Supreme Court ruling, yes. we have a right." Right to get married. So she's been doing this for a while now. I don't know exactly how long, but she's been doing this for a while now. Gay couples come in to Rowan County yes. Courthouse and they say we want to get married, and she says no. Uh, she is in contempt of, of something. What I don't contempt of. Where do I need to scroll to? Really? You're reading a thing. Where do I need to scroll to? Um, <laughs> anyways, even though even though it was her <laughs> legal <laughs> duty. To issue us marriage a marriage license, license. because she's are, she's refusing. Okay, because of her religion. Because of her religion. Yeah, fuck her. So this week, actually on September second, she was arrested. Good. I agree. Good. Yes, because she was denying people uh, what are considered to be their rights. Now I do have a thing to say about this, however. Go ahead and say it. I do not believe, and we did get into this on the last show, and I do believe it was cut. I do not believe that the government should have any say in marriage whatsoever. No, neither you nor I think that marriage should be something the government has any say in. Yes, exactly. Marriage if I should wanna... be a religious or social Yes. Thing. If I want to sign a legal contract to share my uh, to, to share my possessions and uh, in some cases even my life with someone else, I should be able to sign that legal document regardless of what the state says I'm allowed to do. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Marriage, should, <laughs> marriage shouldn't be a federal institution. Yes. 
Yes, I agree. I don't even think it should be a state institution, but that's just me. I mean, a lot of people take the federalist thing very far, and they say that states should be able to make whatever laws they want to, and the federal government should be limited. I think all government should be limited, but I'm also an anarchist, so what the hell ever. I mean, ne- neither of us are Green Party. Neither of us are really pushing for states, right? That's We're just exactly pushing for less, right. yeah. less government. Um, so I agree with you there. Um, so Kim Davis has now been arrested, and Governor Mike Huckabee, um, Kim yes. Davis' husband, and lots of religious extremists are painting this as a religious issue. Yes. They're saying that this is an attack on their religious freedom. Yes. This is a breach of the separation of church and state. It's the, it's the war on Christianity. Here's... <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face! <laughs> <laughs> so here's where I disagree. Oh. I disagree. And I think we talked about this, and I think it made it into the last episode. Um, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Made it into the last episode that war on Christianity. I oh, laughed. So, and, so churches, okay. <laughs> churches, specifically religious ministers, yes, they should have the right to say, no, we don't believe in gay marriage. We won't marry you. Yes, absolutely. If you're a church, you're not a state institution. You're a private institution. In fact, you are a tax-free institution. Yep. And you should be able to say, nah, I don't think so. But Kim Davis, she's not a minister. She's not working for a church. No, she's, she's not. She's working for the state. She is. So if if we're actually talking about the separation of church and state, um, this isn't a church. No, this is, this this is, is a not state. a state. And the state is, yes. has said that gay marriage is okay. Yes, I view so Kim someone... Davis. Yeah, I view her the same way I view cops. Yeah. They are they are representatives of the state. Yes. And so they should respect the rights of the people whom they serve. Yes. And and she didn't do that. No, she absolutely didn't. I there aren't numbers here. I wish there were. I wish we knew how many gay couples she denied marriage licenses well, to. Well, we know she's four and a half four do you want even, we know we know she's four and a half feet tall. There's uh, a bump in her hair. <laughs> and her mugshot, we know she's four and a half feet tall. Is that that's no that's over five feet. That's five feet five inches. Well yeah, but her hair's bumped. See, there's a bump in her hair. Her yeah, her no, skull she's, doesn't she's end still, here. She's still Five feet, so oh, holy shit. No, she's five she's, foot four and a half. She's five two. two she's five three minus the bump. That's a four. That's four inches right there. Yeah, where the bump is. Yeah, but she's going to be five. That bump's not going to go that high. So you think she's I don't know. I, it doesn't matter. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> I don't know. You brought it up. <laughs> I just, I misread the thing and then you corrected me and then things went wonky. Um, do your job, someone yelled. Yeah? I agree. Yeah. Do your fucking job. She, and she wasn't doing her job and if she, if she had been the secretary for a church, Fine. Yeah. Deny, deny, deny gay couples the right to get married. Deny whatever the hell you want to deny. You're a, you're a private institution. Go for it. That's at least my thought on it. And yep. people think I'm an asshole because I think that bakers shouldn't be forced to bake a cake they don't want to bake. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, you, like, yeah. you want to go in there and you want to hold a gun to somebody's head and say, bake a fucking cake. Fuck you. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Private business owners, absolutely. Even public business owners, like, if you get the approval of the friggin' the, um, board. That you yeah. have the right to deny people service. No. Well, those are still, those to me are still private businesses because the government isn't a shareholder. Yeah. Individuals are shareholders in, in companies that are public. Yep. And not public in the sense of government owned, like GM, but public in the sense of like who owns, who owns shares of the company. If the government doesn't own shares of the company, which the government shouldn't do anyway, by the way, the government shouldn't own shares of any company. That's just, just yep. obvious. Yep, I agree. But if the government owns shares of the company, I can see a difference. 
if it's a it's it's still a private company even if it's public even if it's yeah owned by many many individuals all right so i i got confused with your definition of private company yeah no yeah. absolutely but I private understand. companies yeah. they have the right to deny people service that's it's business yes it's, yeah because it's property it's property and so if this cake maker in yes. Colorado won't bake cakes for a gay couple's wedding, yeah. I'm not going to use his business. No, he's an asshole. Because my because I have I also have the right to choose who I shop with. Yeah, who you patronize. And That's the thing. I don't it, as a whole, I think that um and this isn't on the topic for this episode, and I maybe we'll talk about it next. It doesn't episode. matter. Non sequiturs um, are totally okay. <laughs> I, I don't obviously. necessarily believe that who you shop with or where you shop at is a political decision. But in I this case, in I this still case, buy Chick Fil A chicken sandwiches oh, because yeah. they're fucking good chicken sandwiches. Me too. If um, I thought they had any say on any political matter, I might not do it. But they don't. Yeah. So who gives a shit? But overall, you know, in this instance, I'm not going to go shop at that guy in Colorado who doesn't bake cakes for gay couples. I, I agree 100%, man. On that note, there's you, there's a weird a weird line there that's very hard to define between what is a political purchase and what isn't. Yes, I agree. And considering that most everyone buys products that are made in China, yep. I don't think people see their purchasing of things as political decisions. See, I, I disagree. Look at, well, I think a lot of people do. And a lot of people haven't really thought this through all the way. Um, the discourse around people going to see the Ender's Game movie because you know Ender's Game. I forget who who the author is now, but he's he's very anti-gay. He's very homophobic. And did people um, boycott that? People boycotted and the Ender's Game book and the Ender's Game movie because the author is homophobic and donates his his money to um, anti-gay. Uh, organizations. What's his name? I'm I'm looking it up right now. Uh, Orson, Orson Scott's Scott card. Orson yeah. Scott card. Okay. He's he's very homophobic, and a lot of people see going to see Ender's Game or not as a political choice. And I don't. I think there's some separation of art and artist. And that's where See, that's where I this agree line with gets that weird. Too. Like, if you look around here, dude. If you look around my uh, quote studio unquote, it's actually just a very small room off my bedroom that's full of studio equipment. So I call it a studio, even though it's not really necessarily a studio. If you look around here, dude, I have a lot of art up on the wall. Yeah, I've got two drawings by Icus. I have. A Star Wars poster that's um, a kind of reproduction of the original uh, yep. Star Wars 1970s release poster. I have three pinup um, three pinup calendars, two of which are Olivia Betty Page pinup calendars, and I have one Star Wars poster that contains all the characters and confetti. And I'm sure you've seen it; it's a very popular poster. I don't care who made these. Yeah, I really don't care. What the author has to say doesn't matter. The author said something in the art. Yeah. That is completely, maybe not, but in, in this case, unrelated to their personal views. Ab uh, yeah, absolutely. And the art itself has its own message. Like, Ender's Game itself, I loved. Ender's Game. Not the, I never read the book. Disclaimer, I saw the movie. I read the book and saw the movie. The book is much better. Okay. But see, I love the message of the movie, which is like tricking kids into being military uh, agents. Yes. You know, and stuff it's, like that. And you could take it deeper than that. This isn't yeah. a pop culture podcast. <laughs> Exactly. Well, it can be, dude. There's no, there's no, <laughs> there's no, you remember all that we talked about on the last episode? Man? Oh, yeah. It was, oh, yeah. it was random. As Our hell. listeners That's don't okay. because it all got cut, but. It didn't all get cut. I cut out one major conversation. 
you cut out two hours. Which was one major conversation. Okay, I had to. <laughs> you had to because no we were one, so drunk. No one wants to listen to drunk guys talk for three hours, man. That, no. I think probably an hour and a half is the cap on how long people want to listen to drunk guys talk. Alright, so separation of art and artist. Se- um, purchasing things can be a political choice, but isn't necessarily. Yeah. Dean, and go to the bathroom. We got fresh drinks, and uh, that was the end of that break. I don't know what music I was going to put in. Usually, I would try to credit the music right after, but I don't know what I'm going to slot in there. Well, that was kind of impromptu. Yeah. Maybe a song about drinking. Those are cut in a hell, Hellstorm song. They've got plenty of yeah. I could do that. I might do... Uh, I might do... Oh, no, I can't remember what it's called. Um, uh, say something. Say... Um, so I'm curious. You you really ought to cut in the kind of clanking of our our glass cups as we like toast each other as we come <laughs> back. Like there's a little bit of a pause in there. There'd be some downtime, but you really ought to put that in. I probably yes. will. Uh, Texas Blood Money by Upon a Burning Body. They have a really cool. Uh, they have a really cool bit in there. I love that song so much. Yeah. Because it's basically a Texas anthem. Nice. But it also has a little bit in there that says, uh, Now my friends lay me down to sleep, a fifth of whiskey down by my feet. If I should die before I wake, tell everyone that I drank it straight. It's a nice line. <laughs> I like it. Is this out of a, a metal song? Metal yes, chord? it's very, very I I don't know that I'd cut metal in. You're going <laughs> to alienate a large chunk of our listeners. I can lower the volume on it below the rest of the audio. So it just sounds like a, like a low-toned thing. You're right. Maybe I'll cut in something like, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe like an old jam, like an old, old jam about booze. And by old, I mean like 40s. That'd be good. That would be fun. That would be fun. Okay. All right. So we're anyway, back to the sound. After of- talking about the fucking inside baseball editing bullshit, which I might cut out actually, because that was a little yeah, I, weird. I, I <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're back and. Um, Let's, uh, what do you want to talk about next? Do you want to talk about Comcast, or do you want to keep going on Kim, or? I think we've basically beaten the horse to death I agree. Philip DeFranco thing. Philip DeFranco's gone. Okay, so, Comcast. This was something that our friend mentioned. Yeah, Sam, actually, the guy from the first episode. Yes, from the last, Brought this up. Um, We use Google Hangouts. There's a group of us we talk, and he brought this up there. Um, So, thank you, Sam, for giving us stuff to talk about, even though Mm -hmm. he can't can't be here. This story... I feel like he 
wanted to. Because after he brought this up, he was like, I want to rant about this. <laughs> yeah, he, he really wanted to rant about this. Um, I guess this story just broke today. Uh, it looks like Which, it, man. What's the... Uh, it's going to... Yeah, September the 4th. Uh, that was actually yesterday. Today's the 5th. Yes, today is the 5th. So, congratulations. We just dated the recording. Um, yeah. <laughs> who cares? Continue. So, Comcast, who is a company I hate and I would never pay for any of their services willingly. Nope. Uh, they're introducing data caps to their home internet. So is it caps? Is that what they're doing? Well, it's a cap. Or is it the, tiers? It's, it's a cap in the same way that your mobile internet oh, is capped. So, okay. all right, Dean, I'm on Verizon, not as a choice, but because that's what my family uses, and I can't afford my own plan yet. I'm um, on I'm on Verizon here as well. I am on all right. I'm on FiOS. So well, I meant for for mobile. Also that yeah, right. I have Verizon for home and mobile. So Verizon Mobile, we have the family share plan. We have 20 gigs of internet a month. Yeah, we I think use. we split 12. All right. So, but a lot of us are on Wi-Fi all the time, so that's okay. I, I'm the biggest data user in my family. I As use, am I. <laughs> maybe 8 gigs a month. We don't get close to our, our limit of 20 gigs, but... I had to cut down to like 4 when we went we, on We have a limit of 20 gigs. Yeah. Comcast is saying now, hey, look, your home internet, your computer, the shit you do at home, you're capped now. You have 300 gigabytes a month of... Of internet data yeah. that you can use. When you go over that, we're going to charge you $50 per... No, $10. Or, yeah, $10 per 50 gigabytes. Yes. Um, but here's the thing. A lot of, a lot of internet, mobile internet writers, um, AT&T does this. I'm not sure if Verizon does it. I think they do. If you go over Even your perhaps data, worse, look, uh, they have an option to pay $30 to get the service they have currently without caps. Right. So, so they're retroactively fucking it. Well, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, because I, I want to talk about this going over your plan and overages on yeah. AT&T and I believe T-Mobile. Um, we have this confirmed on Verizon and speculated. Uh, if you go over your cap, they start throttling your data speeds. Yes, I so actually... So you still, you still have that data, Yeah, but it gets throttled. Slow. It gets not, slowed down. Not as slow as, like, you can't even use it, but I noticed, I recently broke my cap because I didn't have internet for about a week and a half. Yeah. And so my share plan, we recently broke our cap. Yeah. I noticed, at least on my device... Uh, now, this did coincide, I do want to say this, this did coincide with kind of move-in, yep. where people are moving into the college, that's yep. like right down the street, yep. so I'm not entirely sure that I was being throttled, but, but you noticed felt like down. I was. I noticed a dramatic slowdown when we broke that cap. Yeah. Back before we had the share everything plan, we had like four gigabytes of data that we shared between the three of us, and I would use more than four gigs a month, so we'd yeah. frequently go over. I never noticed a slowdown on Verizon. Yeah. That's but, why I'm saying it, it was very moving, so, so the tower could have just gotten way more congested <laughs> once a lot of students moved in. Yeah, so Comcast, they're introducing these paid plans. The first thing I want to bring up is, are they going to throttle home users when they go over? They're already charging you yeah. when you go over. Are they also going to throttle you? I, and I personally... We don't know. I yeah. Comcast is, Comcast's business practices are so shitty, mm -hmm. I expect they will. Uh, they, they will, but it'll be underhanded, because here's the thing. When you sign up for home internet, 
you sign up for X amount up and X amount down. Yeah. Now, depending on where you are, you may or may not share that with your neighbors. Yes. I personally do not. I'm on a dedicated line. I'm paying for 15 and 10, I think. Mm -hmm. 15 up, 15 megabits per second up, 10 megabits per second down. Are you I sure get... that's not backwards? I think it's 15 down and 10 up. Typically, your your up speeds are slower than your down. I'm going to run a speed test right now. No, we're talking. Run, run a speed test. So... Anyway, I'm on a dedicated line, so I get everything I pay for. But in a lot of neighborhoods... That's not true. Yes, you're splitting we've, it with your neighbors. We've been in one of those neighborhoods, actually. My um, my home is in one of those neighborhoods. Yeah, so we, we had... Um, it wasn't Comcast. It was Charter in one of the neighborhoods we lived in. And Charter is great from the time I would wake up until 6 o'clock at night. At yep. 6 o'clock at night, rush hour. everyone gets home from work and they get on the internet. Yep. And your speeds just slow They start to watching crawl. Netflix. They start doing YouTube. They start doing whatever they do on the computer. Watching porn. Whatever it is. I mean, most of my internet browsing is watching porn. Mm. Mine too, generally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're running 15 down and 10 up. Yeah, 15 down, 10 up. I got those mixed up because I'm drunk. So, um... But what time is it? 8.30? 9? 9.20. 9.20? So, this is a peak internet usage hour, and you're getting you're getting exactly what you pay yes, for on I, Fios. Yes, I have a dedicated line on Fios. I, at this time of night, I wouldn't be getting what I was paying for on Charter. Okay, yeah, I can understand that. I, I, was, I had the same situation in my last apartment. All right. I was sharing with other people in the building. Yeah. yeah. Sharing that bandwidth. And so, you don't always get the bandwidth that you pay for. Let's just make that clear. However, yeah. you are paying for that much bandwidth in your contract. If they were to throttle you, that would be breach of contract, wouldn't yes. it? Unless there's I some clause so. in the contract. I'm I'm sure there's a clause. Have you seen those contracts? They're like three or four pages long. That's true. That's true. But it, it could be... I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure they will start throttling at some point, but they'll they'll have to either change their contracts when you renew, or they'll have to re-up your contract. Yep. Uh, or they'll just do it retroactively. It's possible if they call it something. I'm sure there are things in those contracts about maintaining the integrity of the network, mm -hmm. which they generally put in there as a catch-all, so we can do whatever we want. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that's in those contracts, and they could retroactively do that as well. But uh, this is fucked up. No, I don't think it is, alright? So, here's the thing. You go over your cap, um, so they're gonna give you 300 gigabytes per month at what you're currently paying. You go over your cap, it's another $10. Yeah. 300 gigabytes is actually a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I basically, 24-7, am running tor a torrent client. Mm -hmm. I've got a lot of stuff. Uh, I seed my torrents really well. For legal, for legal purposes, of course. For, for of, of course, all of my torrents are completely legal. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> they are, they are. I, that I laugh was because something funny happened outside my window on my porch, there was a uh, 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 cat. Don't, don't explain the funny thing. The yeah. funny thing is not going to be funny if well, you explain if it. You're gonna, well, if you're going to lie, you have to be specific. <laughs> so there was a cat. I would, I, Dean, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I use a lot of data a month. I would yeah. feel pretty comfortable with 300 gigs. That's actually a lot of data. All right, but moving past that... Ten dollars. It depends on the household as well. It does depend on the household. Like just for me personally, two hundred gigs is enough. Yeah. For a family of five, maybe two hundred gigs isn't. Yeah. Ten dollars a month for every additional fifty gigs. Yeah. Or you can pay an additional thirty dollars a month to keep your same service. Yeah. Right. So here's how I see that. Um, business costs rise. Inflation happens occasionally. Yes. You have to increase the cost for the current service. Agree. $30 is a bit steep. I agree. But increasing it $30 at this point for to keep the same service, 
isn't unheard of. I agree with that. Um, I'm going to Google something real quick. Uh, you continue. I'm going to Google something real quick. So, I don't have a whole lot to continue that with. Um, well, so I mentioned, I I mentioned so net neutrality in you, the You did, uh, when this was in brought up in our, in our hangout, you mentioned net neutrality. Um, there are a couple ways to look at this. Uh, the optimistic one is that, hey, look, they're raising the price of their service $30 a month. But maybe you don't have an extra $30 a month to pay for the increased service. So what we're going to do is we're going to offer you the same price you've got for a slightly reduced service. Yeah, okay. That's And that's it's very optimistic. I'm not sure I agree with that, but that's a way to look at this. That they are giving their, con- their customers a discount because occasionally business costs rise. This guy, okay, this guy has a bar chart that he posted in a forum. On t- He's on Time Warner Cable. Uh, two streaming Netflix, online gaming, YouTube, Time Warner Cable TV, music, etc. A total of four PCs, two tablets, three cell phones, TV, PS3. Okay, and of course, he personally is probably not doing that all the time, but if it's a family, I could see a lot of that being used at once. Yeah. Okay, he broke 800 gigabytes one month. Yep. He broke... In December, he broke... What's that number? 800... And 31 gigabytes. He yes. Used. He broke 600 one month. He broke 400 one month. There Actually, was... But in, he's, in four he's months... Above, in, four, in the four months that he has data, all four of those, he's above 300 gigabytes. That's absolutely true. So, for a larger family, that's probably average. If you were to average it out to 550, okay, which I'm sure is a little high for an average of that, but even... No, that seems about right. Okay, so five. if you were to average out his four-month usage to 550 gigs a month, Right, so that's his... He's broken the cap, and he's also going to pay... That's his 300 a month. Yes, and plus, he's also going to pay... If, if he were plus on... Plus $50. Yes. That's... If he um, were on Comcast, it's 10 per 50 gig. And he's 200... At 550, he's averaging 250 over. Yes, that's 250 an, an over. an extra $50 a month. Yes. Or he could just pay the additional 30 a month and continue his limit. Yeah, so there's a cheaper way to do it. Uh, but, again, I'm not going to, like... I mentioned how this was going to happen after net neutrality went through. Yeah, you did. So let's get into net neutrality. This is another step toward metered data. Um, where you have a meter yep. on your house, just like electricity, just like water, yep. that measures how much you use, and then you pay based on that. And that w- that's the inevitable end of net neutrality, I think. Yep. But my problem with net neutrality is not the philosophy of net neutrality. I agree with the philosophy yeah, of net we, neutrality. We, our listeners don't know this, but we had a discussion in that hangout after this was posted about the philosophy of net neutrality. And I, after this was posted and Dean brought up his original problem, I said, that, you know, I I like the premise of net neutrality. Without net neutrality, let's let's say I start up this really cool service to compete with Netflix. Yes. Uh, uh, you let's say you're the start. You, let's say you started Ultraviolet. Or, yeah, let's or say whatever. I, I yeah. started it. Or, um, all right, so there is no net neutrality. Comcast is throttling people who don't pay them. Netflix is like, we run this multi-million dollar service. Look, we're just going to pay Comcast so everyone gets our our service at great speeds. Yes. But yeah. I have this startup. It's a startup. I don't yeah. have all the money in the world. I don't have the millions that Netflix has. And I said, look, I can't pay this. So everyone who is using my service on Comcast is getting um, the speeds from my service are throttled. I'm now losing customers to Netflix because I can't compete with them because I can't pay Comcast. Because you buff, you buffer. Because and, I, and I buffer. So the idea of net neutrality, we both agree, is great. That it helps mm-hmm. It helps small startups um, compete with large businesses. It helps keep the internet kind of open and competitive yes. to everyone. 
I agree. My problem with net neutrality isn't in the philosophy of net neutrality. I do think there are certain things about the internet that make it kind of impossible. Peering and routing agreements are paid agreements upon which the internet is built, and those things do differ from company to company, and it's inherently not net neutral. And that's just how the internet's built. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I, I mean, even outside of that, um, I have a problem with the, the FCC yeah. trying to come in and impose net neutrality. If you look at the FCC... <clears throat> <laughs> I have a cough. If you it's look definitely at, not because we both smoke. No, it's definitely not because of smoking. Uh, if you look at the what the FCC does, they've gone in. Do you remember? Uh, of course, you don't remember. You weren't alive then. Radio communications and radio broadcasts didn't used to be controlled by the FCC, and for a little bit there, it was chaos. And then radio stations and networks started making deals with other stations and other places to say, okay, look, you lower down to this, uh, oh, I forgot how you measure that. Is frequency? it uh, frequency? Yes. Yep. You go to this frequency, we'll be at this frequency in this area, we'll both be broadcast. And they started making those deals. Well, it wasn't long after that that the FCC said, nah, we'll just arbitrate those deals because the people own the, uh, the airwaves, yep. and we're going to control it. Yeah. So it wasn't really chaos when the FCC took over. There were deals being made, and radio was being fixed yeah. when the FCC took over. If you look at all the things the FCC controls, from my opinion, it all sucks. AMF and radio is terrible compared it is to its non. Terrible. Uh, it's incredibly censored. Yeah, it, it's just really bad the, compared to its non um, uh, regulated counterpart. Podcasting. Podcasting or internet radio stations. Or internet radio. Yeah, internet DJs and stuff. They exist and they're out there and they, they, they play music. Even even at this point, XM radio is better yeah, than FM. Yeah, absolutely. Um, beyond that, even, you have things like Netflix and HBO and, and Showtime and stuff like that. They make great original shows. And they have their own services. HBO, of course, just recently getting their own service. Yeah, but and they would not be able they... to be aired on network television. No. Network television is, you know... It's heavily censored. Yeah, by the FCC. Yeah. And so I I have a problem with the FCC doing this net neutrality thing, especially since there's a direct quote from the chairman of the FCC that says uh, that net neutrality regulation will give the FCC, quote, the FCC power to micromanage virtually every aspect of how the internet works. That scares the shit out of me. See, it doesn't scare me. It doesn't? Um, it doesn't. Because... Sure. The Oops. That's <laughs> <laughs> I made that noise. My bad. The FCC can claim, look, legally, we we can micromanage the internet. Practically, it's so infeasible as to be impossible. I don't know about at, that because... At best, mm -hmm. they can regulate ISPs. Yeah. But even that is a little finicky. Yeah. Especially since there are smaller ISPs in some areas. Yeah. Yeah. So, I... I don't see that as being a problem in practice. For me, there's there's a for me there's a a, a change though that's happening that might make that um yeah, and you brought this up in there in the hangout, and we got yeah. we got cut off and basically yeah we got cut off because other um, yeah other people in the group were like stop talking about this, um, which is fair because it's a group chat. There's a yeah. lot of people there, and I'm, they don't want to hear us argue about politics. And I'm not <laughs> I'm I haven't kept up with this as much as I I should have. So you, you well, talk about it's a different a thing. You can't be expected to keep up with it if you're following net neutrality. It's a totally different piece of legislation. It's a totally different part of the government, actually. 
Um, the uh, cyber sharing agreements yeah. between um, the government and ISPs and service providers like uh, Google, Facebook, Twitter. Um, and of course, ISPs meaning Comcast, Charter, Verizon, yep. Fios, Time Warner, whoever you're getting your internet from. Those are internet service providers. Those deals that they've made, those cyber sharing agreements is what they call them. Yep. They're made for uh, Homeland Security things. Uh, they're made for suspected terrorists, stuff like that. Okay. However, they could easily be used for censorship. Yeah. And in fact, if you're going to censor Twitter accounts, Facebook accounts, Google Plus accounts, Which Google are, searches... All of that we're currently seeing. Yes, absolutely. It, it is happening. Yep. Um, if you're going to censor all of that, it's not that far to go, well, then let's just censor this kind of speech and that yep. kind of speech and what yep. happened because of the cyber sharing agreement. And it's not the FCC censoring it. It's the ISPs and service providers themselves because they have these agreements. Yeah. Those cyber sharing agreements essentially turn these service providers and ISPs into the government's, as, as I said in the, in the hangout, into their personal Gestapo. Yeah. And I think that's the threat. I agree. I don't, I I don't believe the threat comes from the FCC. I think the threat comes from the legislature saying to the ISPs and service providers, you have to censor this and that and this and that. Yeah. You know? And yep. it's, it's, I do it, it, I, it, I see exactly what you're saying. That's the thing that bothers me, I guess, taken as a whole. But I do believe that as an end result of net neutrality, we are going to see metered data. I think it's the only way forward for ISPs. I don't think it's the only way forward. I... I'm curious to see how the competition of free market will oops, mm. if if you can call what we have now a free market. Um, Google Fiber is doing a lot of really great stuff, and if we could get Google, Google Fiber in more metropolitan areas, yeah, um, I think more people would be switching to that because Google isn't isn't doing stupid shit like Comcast is. Yeah, and I agree. I think just getting Google Fiber into areas where Comcast is, people jumping it doesn't even have to be fiber i'm just using fiber as an example people jumping to comcast competitors because comcast is implementing this will at the very least make sure that it works out okay for consumers that it isn't a a net loss for consumers um i highly doubt consumers will benefit but nah this is a thing about living in kind of the corporatist economy that we do is that consumers don't benefit the corporatism by definition is companies and government form a collective against the consumer. Yep, and, and we're seeing a lot of that. And this is the thing, too, that I want to make clear to people. A lot of people in the world, not just in the world, but in, in the U.S. specifically, there's this kind of anti-capitalist counterculture yeah. that's gaining a lot of steam. It is. It's gaining a lot of steam. Especially on, like, amount. Yes, especially on, like, college campuses and stuff on like that. Campuses, Living on, in a place like we do, it's a very... On more liberal-leaning sites yes, like Reddit and yes. a very large socialist and communist uh-huh. uh, community. Even in more progressive areas, like here. We live in one of the more progressive cities in Texas. We live... I think it's actually the most liberal city in Texas. Exactly. And so, and by progressive, I don't mean like progressive like progress. I mean progressive like the political affiliation with liberal progressivism. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of anti-capitalist sentiment. And I want to make clear to people that I have never experienced capitalism. And people my age have never experienced capitalism. I'm 21, by the way. Um, I'm 22. <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. I don't believe that our parents have ever experienced capitalism. Uh, I, my dad is older than your parents. I think my dad is. How old is how old is he? My dad is fifty-eight. Was he? Well, he was after FDR. 
No. When was FDR? FDR was in the 30s. Oh, yeah, he was on FDR. Yeah, he was, he was in the, he was during uh, World War II FDR. Yeah. And for me, FDR, like, I, I don't believe that capitalism truly has existed since FDR, uh, since the New Deal and stuff like that. What, what we have, what we live in now is a corporatist kind of area, kind of, uh, system in which companies and government are one and the same. Yeah. And I see a lot of people who want to say that companies are the evil ones and that government is the victim of corporate interference. I don't. Yeah, I don't believe that either. And I see a lot of people who are more conservative that say that that uh, that corporations corporations are the of the government. Yeah, are the victims of government intervention. And I don't believe that either. Nope, I, I see them as being a conglomerate at this point. Yeah, and that's not capitalism. That's corporatism. Yeah. So if you are a person that has anti-capitalist sentiment, you've never experienced capitalism. The world you live in, the, the not, country you live in, it's not capitalism. It's anymore. not by definition. Yeah. And that's just the thing that I want to make clear. But that's that's all that is on on that thing. Um let's see man, how long have we gone? We got time. We got we have time. What do you want to pull up, man? What do you want to look at? I don't know. I when I was looking for topics for this show, I was trying to not get too technical. Um, we're both college students. I'm I'm an engineer. I am a computer science major. Um, there's a lot of tech stuff I'd like to talk about that yeah I feel is is probably over the heads of most most people, listeners who most aren't listeners. Yeah, because that kind of thing is something that people don't really take an interest in. It just and understandably so, it's very complicated. Um, like one of the things I saw um, while while you're looking for topics is Samsung and Apple are going to court again. Ugh, again? Again. And it's not even over anything new. It's Apple is going after Samsung for the damages caused by their last lawsuit. So their last lawsuit was very infamous um, in the initial ruling. Samsung had to pay Apple over a billion dollars. Um, in a subsequent ruling, Samsung had to pay less than that. Samsung products were blocked from being imported to the United States during that ruling. Yeah. Now Apple is going after Samsung saying, hey, look, you lost this patent dispute, pay up. Is this the story? Uh, Judge Lucy uh, from ComputerWorld.com. Judge Lucy H. Coe in California has proposed a jury retrial in March or April of next year. Uh, that is not the story I saw. But is it not? It's not. That's something you pulled up. So, a patent dispute between Apple and Samsung Electronics in California court. Headed for a retrial headed next for year retrial. after an appeals court vacated and sent back to the lower court for, fur- for further proceedings as uh, part of the damages award by a jury. A retrial with eight jurors is now scheduled for Montreal next year. Oh, that actually is. Yeah, this is the issue, but not it's, your article. It's yeah. not my article. The The title is a little misleading. Yeah. Um, the court awarded Apple damages of $930 million after a jury found that Samsung infringed Apple's design and utility patents and diluted its trade dresses, which referred to the overall look and packaging of a product. But on appeal, the Federal Circuit revised, reversed, reversed. Yeah, the jury's findings that the asserted trade dresses are protectable and vacated the damages relating to the trade dress dilution on certain products. All right, so... This te- is about packaging. Um, I don't think it is. I want to, um, in case our listeners don't remember or they won't, weren't aware, the initial lawsuit was on Samsung using Slide to Unlock. Apple, oh, yeah. Apple claimed it had the patent on Slide to Unlock. Um, my my favorite commentary on this was a meme, and technically I don't heard technically. Um, usually I don't like memes, but this one was actually kind of funny. It was uh, it it was uh, a screenshot of the Elder Scrolls Skyrim. You 
um, lock picking and saying, can't pick that lock. Apple owns, owns the patent yeah. on slide to unlock. Like, slide that was to a unlock. Great one, actually. Slide to unlock has been around since, like, the, the initial locks in medieval Europe. Um, and so Apple claiming they have this patent is, in my opinion, ridiculous. But Samsung lost that lawsuit. Yes. So it's similar to this, right? Like, yeah, it's it's similar. This to... is a boat lock where there's a a rod, a steel rod that goes um beyond the frame of the door and into. It's, it's just like people have seen this in like shitty bathrooms or whatever. In, yeah, like, that's exactly. Restaurant. It's like a bathroom lock sliding to it's, lock it. It's a yeah. slide lock. Yeah, it's I'm, and Apple is claiming that they have the patent on it, um, which is complete bullshit. Just just because you took a thing and implemented it technologically that's not really like yeah and and to be fair to be fair um user interface patents are different from like physical interaction patents but i do agree that that is stupid yep. that slide to unlock is a patent that to me is dumb um, but so, so Apple and Samsung, they're going back to court over whatever damages Apple thinks it, it took. It is you, owed. It yeah. is owed based on this ruling. Okay, that makes sense, man. I can see that. It's so, I mean, because Apple technically won that lawsuit, I don't find this, this lawsuit, um, completely ridiculous, but I do find them winning the initial one ridiculous. Okay, um, I mentioned earlier, um, the term social media influencers. Yes, you did. I had completely forgotten about this. Yes. Uh, I mentioned this, and I mentioned that I hate the term and that I may explain it later. Would you like me to? Go for it. Okay. The term social media influencer. All right. I hate this term, and this is why. Social media influencer is a term applied to people who don't want to be called social media experts, because social media expertise is the field of a charlatan, in my opinion. I don't believe that you can be an expert in social media, uh, mostly because these things change every five or ten years. Yeah. Social media is not a thing. Social media is a genre, if you will, of online interaction. Okay, that's an interesting definition, but I'll, I'll give it to you now. Okay, for now. Okay, I just want to explain because I have a professor. Okay. Okay, go, a go professor who will, if if my professor is engaged in his social media accounts, okay. which I'm challenging him on right now okay. in this podcast, he may listen to this show. Does he? If he is engaged in his social media accounts, he may listen to this show. Okay. Okay. Okay, so, so what you're saying is that you are connected with this professor on some social media platform. Twitter. Twitter. Right. Twitter, because he values Twitter above, I think, probably above actual social interaction. <laughs> now, to be clear, I am an antisocial person. I do not have a lot of very close friends. Ryan, you are one of them. Uh, Steve, Jess, Sam, uh, Jake, these people. Yeah, they let's are... just let's just list off. Yes, let's list off my friends. That our listeners have I'm no done. clue who they are. I'm other done than though. Sam. I'm done though. I just said five, and I'm about done. Uh, Zach, who is back home, a couple of other people who are back home. Uh, uh, one starts with a C, one starts with a J. These people are probably my only real friends in the world. Okay. So I would. Well, go ahead. It doesn't okay. Matter. So what the point I'm making is this. Um, he teaches this class on online journalism. Okay. Okay. I'm I like not. The, I like the idea of online journalism. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I totally dig it. As far as website design and implementation and how you write for online, that's all different. Yep. Um, but he has written a book. Okay. Okay. About how to go from good to great on Twitter. 
Sure. And his whole outlook on these things is that followers is all that matters. He he goes through, he told me one time in a class, he told the whole class this, he said, I go through Twitter and he said one of the ways to get a lot of followers on Twitter is to follow a lot of people. And he said, do you know how many people I follow a day? And we all said, blah, 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 who cares? And he said 1,600 people a day he goes through and follows. He has a, he has an app uh, that's like a web uh, uh, desktop app that brings up targeted uh, Twitter accounts, Twitter mm-hmm. accounts that are oh. about X, Y, or Z. Yep. And then he follow, 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 just touching his touchpad. Doom, 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 doom. And he's following, 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 right. following, following. So can I, can I poke the obvious hole in this argument? Poke the bear. I'm, uh, I wasn't going to poke the bear. I was going to poke a hole. Mm. Um, but same thing, I guess. Poke a hole. Um, Go I'm going to, I'm poke something. Um, poke. <laughs> so if, if followers are all that matter, is he not discerning or discriminating bots who follow him versus actual people. This was a point I made in the class. I didn't want to be an asshole, but I did ask him. I I see this guy as a less... Because, I mean, what he's... Sorry to cut you off. Go for it. But what he's doing is he is being a bot except without automating it. Yes, yes, yes. He's being a human Twitter bot. This is the point that I made in the class in a very roundabout way. I asked him when he when he did that, when he told us that he follows 600 people a day, and that's how he gets followers and stuff like that, he's on the top 100, uh, or I guess top 10. I don't fucking know what it is. Probably top 10 if he is the top 100. Uh, social quote social media influencers unquote. I, again, fuck that term. Okay. But he, uh, I asked him in class. This is what I said. I said, Hey man, couldn't you just write a script? to do that you could absolutely write a script and he said this was his response but it wouldn't be targeted and i said you can write a script that looks for keywords in twitter accounts i mean is he not familiar with the current state of internet advertising exactly the current state of internet advertising is targeted advertising it's google tracking what you search for on google now and tracking who you follow on google plus this is and him. tracking all the things you look up like so i run no script on firefox yes every website i go to I'm blocking Google Analytics Mm -hmm. because Google Analytics, all it's doing is it's telling that website, hey, look, this guy, he's visiting the website. He also visits these other websites. Yeah. So he's into this stuff. I use Google Analytics. What what it tells me when you go to my website on Google Analytics, what it tells me is this. Uh, you, this guy stayed here for this long. Yep. He got here via this link. Yep. And he left after this much time. He looked at this many pages. That's what I get from Google Analytics. So, so, yeah. All, not all, but... The best current online advertisers, it's targeted advertising. And all of that is done through scripts and programs. So It's all algorithms. It's all algorithms. So by saying, well, it couldn't be targeted if I wrote scripts to it, is completely and provably false um, because there is current technology doing what he's claiming you could do. Yes, that's exactly right. Now, don't say his his username and don't say his name, but this is him. Okay. Okay, he is a professor of mine. Okay. I've pulled up his Twitter account on the monitor here, so that we can see it. Please retweet Happy Labor Day weekend, y'all. Wow, that sounds like Texan. Yeah, it's not just that, but all his Twitter account is, is him retweeting, um, like, responses to him begging for tweets. 
I want to scroll through and I want to find one of his. Here we go. Tweet me what college football team are you rooting for this season? And that's his. That's his tweet. That's his tweet. The previous like twenty or thirty tweets we saw scrolling to this, it was all stuff he retweeted of people responding to that. Exactly. And then if you go down below that just a touch, you see tweet me. Are you rooting for Texas or Notre Dame? And it's retweets of people responding to him. Exactly. And between those two. And then right below that, please retweet Special Saturday SO and thank you for retweeting our Labor Day South Lake pick. So he's begging for retweets. He's a bot. He, that's all he is. I could, I could write a script that did exactly what he does. That's, that's the thing. And that, that was the point that I tried to make in kind of a sideways way in class. When I asked him, couldn't you just write a script to do this? Was all this. Now, I'm going to show you my Twitter account, okay? Alright, let's go to your Twitter account. He publicly shamed me for my Twitter account. Okay. Okay, I've changed a couple of things since then because I was being snarky and kind of an asshole when I changed them. Uh, I had 26 followers at the time. Okay, I've got more. More than that, I've got 50 followers. I've got 39 now. Yeah. And that was the thing is, so I had 26 followers at the time that I, that he opened up my Twitter account in class. Okay. Okay. And instead of this, it said, uh, the internet instead of FEMA Region 6. Okay. Okay. And he publicly shamed me for my Twitter account in the class. He, he shamed me for my, uh. For your bio? For can my I, bio. Can I read off your bio? Read my bio, man. Cause I'm going to tell people my Twitter account anyway. Read it. Libertarian. Newsy. Uh, what's that say? Bat, oh, Batfan. So you're a Batman fan. Batman fan, exactly. General Geek. Find me on G+, Facebook, Tumblr. Podcasts exist out there, so check me and my friends out. That's yes. your bio. My location, remember location right now? Uh, your location, FEMA Region 6. Uh, and that's 6 in Roman numerals, it's VI. Yes, exactly. Which is how they say the FEMA regions. It's kind of a joke, kind of the FEMA camp type of joke. Yeah. Basically. And it, cause Texas is in FEMA Region 6. Okay. And, uh, and then I have a link to my website. Yeah. DinoFiles.com. Dean-O-Files.com. Exactly. So, he publicly shamed me for this. For my Twitter account. All right. What what were the points that he shamed you for? He said this. He said, your bio is too short. You need to flush out your bio and take up as much room as possible. All right. Okay. So... So I have more followers than you, not by much. I've got eleven. Uh, Twenty more. Um, my bio is shorter than yours. Is it really? It is. Yeah. So, um, go ahead and open up a new tab, and we'll pull up my my Twitter. Okay. Tw- uh, it's uh twitter.com. Go ahead and say it. Say it loud. Say right, it proud, so man. On on Twitter, I'm at shadowhawk54. At shadowhawk54. Yeah. Um. And actually, when I created that username, it was for Xbox Live, and it was pronounced shadowhawk54. Yeah, well, um, that's how we used to do it. But it's there's no dash. In Why aren't I following you? I don't know. Why am I not following you? Right. It doesn't matter. So my bio is a single sentence: Linux user and software developer. And that's my bio. Yes. Um, it used to be a little bit longer. I just recently shortened it. Um, oh, I have 51 followers now, so I'm I'm 10 ahead of you. Uh, you have more tweets than I do. Mm. And I think you're following more people than I am. Well, my uh, my thing about tweets is that I I have my Tumblr account. Yeah. Automatically post tweets. Okay. So so I I have a Tumblr account, but I don't use. You're it. following more than me. I'm following two hundred one. You're following three seven one right now. I have all, I have nine hundred and three tweets. You have four hundred. Yeah. So and you have what ten almost? You have twelve more followers than I do. Yeah. Okay. My bio's longer than yours. Yeah. My location. 
my location is Dallas-Fort Worth area. Yours is more specific than mine. Mine is FEMA Region 6. That actually is more specific. And Dallas-Fort Worth area? That's a huge area. That's it not is. very specific. It is. It's not very specific at all. Um, I could go more general and say Texas, mm-hmm. but the majority of Texas population is in Dallas-Fort Worth area, and especially the tech literate population. Yes, yes. Um, you know, you can go down to Houston. There's a lot of people in Houston, but they're all in the oil industry. Exactly. Um, and kind of the same thing up in West Texas. Yeah, and West Texas, you get into Lubbock and El Paso, the other two major yeah. cities, they're all oil. Exactly. And But that's the thing, is he publicly shamed me from my Twitter account in, in the class, and I'm sitting here like, come on, dude, do you really think this number matters, especially considering that you're a bot? You act like a bot. You are probably a less... Um, a less efficient bot. Less efficient bot. Exactly. Yeah. 16 people, 1,600 people a day. If you were to write a bot, what do you think your cap is on the number of people you could follow a day without being tagged as a bot? Uh, without being tagged, that's a little, little more difficult. I'll be honest. 20K? I think at that point you'd be tagged as a bot. Okay. I think your professor at 1,600 a day is probably tagged as a bot. <laughs> Dude, okay, tell me your background in software engineering because people need to know that you know what you're talking about. Alright, um, that's a little difficult considering how drunk I am right now. Uh, so, software engineering, um, specifically I am a computer science major. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, those of you who know will know that computer science is a little more theoretical than software engineering. Yes. Um, I, I have a public GitHub and Bitbucket page where you can see most of the major projects I've done. Not all of them, you can see a lot of the school stuff I've done. Um, hey, follow Chris Krueger. I am following him. This is all... Oh, no, you are following These are all people I'm following. Um... I actually should follow him. He's a cool guy. I'm oh, sorry, continue. Oh, I'll be honest. I'm a little little too drunk to give people my background at this point. Um, yeah, okay, but I, you have a background I in have, computer science. I have, I have a background in computer science. I have over a dozen applications I've written. I've written one Android app standalone, and I actually took over development on a second Android app. Yeah. That um, right now, my current build of it, the database is half the size of the original database. Um, oh. It performs, over, so not it performs only... over two times faster than the original one performs. So not only are you a software developer and a computer science major, you are also someone who can make software more efficient. I can make it more efficient. I'm actually, okay. that's what I, I would say that's what I specialize in. Oh, is, right, man. Um, making, making existing stuff more efficient. So would you agree with my uh, so, opinion that my professor here, and again, he's gonna hear this if he actually engages with his Twitter followers. And if he follows the people a day and he's doing that all manual labor I'm guessing he doesn't actually engage exactly that's my point too I would bet million to one I have a better experience on Twitter with 34 followers than or 39 now with 34 followers than he does with 260,000 I agree um because the people I follow and I made this point to my dad not to cut you off I made this point with my dad the people I follow are friends, yep. people I'm interested in what they have to say, yep. and personal heroes. That's uh, the same thing, same kind of people I follow. Exactly. And so I follow guys like Kevin Smith. Yep. I follow guys like uh, uh, like Adam Curry and John Dvorak. I follow guys like you who are friends. Yep. And I follow, you know, other people who I'm interested in what they have to say or they're my friends or what have you. Okay, I've had my tweets read on podcasts. Podcasts with thousands of listeners. Mm -hmm. I imagine that I have a better Twitter experience than this guy does. I absolutely believe it. 
So, I can't remember which blog it is. Um, I, I use a news aggregator to follow different blogs. The, the specific aggregator I use is newsblur.com. Go, yes. go check it out. Do it's, you it's use, a great, uh, it's a great aggregator. Do you use RSS? Or... Yes, RSS. Okay. Yeah. Um, RSS, by the way, really simple syndication. If you're a newsie, find an RSS reader that you like and go get the RSS feeds for news, for news, uh, sites that you like because RSS is still probably the most efficient way to follow news. It really is. Um, I was reading reading an article, and it was a heavy tech article. It went a lot into technical details about how how Twitter determines who is a bot. And oh yeah. Basically, it's how many people you follow a day. Um, how much original content do you post a day? Okay. And how much is not retweets? How much is not retweets? And yeah. how long specifically is it in between your original content posts? Okay. So at this point, uh, if you go and follow me at Shadowhawk54 on Twitter, um, I probably look like a bot because it is very long between my original content posts. It looks like your most recent was the 26th of August. Yeah. Um, and you'll see in between that I've got a lot of retweets. Um, and that mostly is because I don't have a lot to say. But also how much, how many people do you follow? Cause that's a thing that determines a bot as well. Yeah, so I'm only following 372 people. Yeah. Um, I check Twitter regularly. Microgneta, um, Microgneta from, uh, from PBS from Idea, Channel. Idea Channel. And, uh, many of whose videos I enjoy. There are very few of Idea Channel's videos that I'm, I watch and I'm like, oh, fuck this guy. There are, there, there are, are a couple. There are a couple. There are few I far between. I disagree with his premise and, um, yeah, there, there are a couple I disagree with. Mike Rugnetta, he's great, and I retweet a lot of his stuff. Yeah. Um, he got the BB-8 toy! Did he? Yeah, look! He got the BB-8 toy. Where is it? It was on here. Here it is. Oh, he did! Oh, that's oh, great. Oh, that's great. I want that so much. <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. I would want it if I wasn't sharing an apartment with a roommate I didn't get to choose. Um, student housing, it's got its perks. It does um, have its perks. Primary, primarily, you don't have to deal with any fucking, uh, you don't have to deal with electricity or water. Yeah. Utilities and stuff is yeah. not your problem. Yeah. Um, before that, he was with knowyourmeme.com. Yes. So, he kind of knows his shit. Mike, Mike Rugnetta, go follow him. Yeah. Um, and on Idea Channel, watch their videos, but... Yeah, it's, uh, it's keep PBS it, keep Idea Channel kinda, on Twitter. You just follow me, I'm up to 40. <laughs> yeah, I, I opened up my phone while we were talking and followed you. Yes. To, to bump you up. Thank you. Uh, oh, wow, I almost said his name. You did say his name. My professor you will be... You said his first name. Yeah, okay, yeah, Wow, how specific. Yeah, so everyone go search through everyone who Dean follows and look for the one Yeah, the single Actually, that may not be very hard. (laughs) (laughs) No, but uh, this is the issue that I have with people who consider themselves to be um, social media experts or social media influencers or what have you, is that they're basically bots. Yeah. With very few exceptions. One exception being Guy Kawasaki. Okay, I don't follow him. Have you ever... Guy Kawasaki is great because Guy Kawasaki runs a blog. Okay. And his blog is very informative. Okay. He used to be a he was an employee at Motorola not an employee he was I think a board member at Motorola and now he is the chief evangelist at Canva okay but he is a great blogger I love reading his blogs um he actually it's his blog that taught me the proper way to make a PowerPoint oh nice the 102030 rule 
No more than 10 minutes, no more than 20 slides, no smaller than 30 point font. Okay. And it's stuff like that. I actually like Gao Kawasaki because he's not just a bot who goes and follows people and then says, tweet me this. He's a guy who actually has something to say. So, let me take another break. I have to go to the bathroom. But I have something to say about Twitter and engaging with your followers on Twitter. Yes. Okay. We're going to take a break and then we're going to talk about Twitter and engaging with your followers on Twitter. talk about uh engagement on twitter engagement or, on twitter i don't remember exactly the language i used before because <laughs> um, this is a drinky show and we have been drinky yes we have been very drinky um this is actually not a bad bourbon dude once you get a really good bro a really good buzz on it doesn't seem so strong it doesn't seem so strong it's it i like it you know makers 40 makers 46 it's a it's a decent bourbon it is it's quite good once it's, you sip it for a little bit it becomes a reasonable sipping bourbon it's better than the shit that i generally drink which is yeah, yeah jack or seagram seven. Oh man i can't stand jack it's bullshit it's it's shit it's it's the lowest of the low but it's cheap enough that you can get drunk cheap and not feel like you're just chugging vodka. You know, Makers isn't that much more expensive. You could just just oh suck it up and get Makers Mark. <laughs> it doesn't have to be Makers forty six. Makers Mark is not that much more expensive than Jack, and it's That's so true. much better. That's All very right. true. Alright, so so I want to talk about Twitter. So we kind of showed our hand earlier and gave told listeners when we were recording, but it's uh it's late two thousand fifteen. Right? Yes, absolutely. We can date we are... podcast, man, because I see this show going on for a little bit longer, and I'm totally okay dating this, because technically it should be dated. All right. But... So, so it's September 2015. Yes. We are gearing up for the 2016 presidential elections. We are. And you know who is currently leading the polls? Donald fucking Trump. Donald fucking Trump. <laughs> and you know what? what? He has great... Interaction with his followers on Twitter. Let me pull him his, up as you continue his, talking. You pull him up while we continue talking. So, I think the second worst thing for this country would be Hillary Clinton as president 2016. I yes. think the worst thing for this country would be Donald Trump president 2016. Why do you think that? 
Um, I don't like any of his policies. None Before of them. you get too deep into this, man, continue talking, but I'm going to pull something else up that we can play, because it is damn funny. All right. So, keep talking. You, you go ahead and pull it up. I'm going to keep talking. So, if you look at this year, um, or I guess this election cycle, has been the clown car of Republican presidential candidates. They want to we cast have, him as a clown. That's true. Well, I'm not even saying that. I mean clown car in how many Republican presidential candidates do we have? 16? 17 now? Um, Republicans? Yeah, it's too candidates? fucking much, dude. Too many, right? So, so, <sighs> you look at the other 15 who are not Donald Trump, and all of their tweets are these super sanitized, clearly gone through PR, clearly not written by the candidate, candidate themselves tweets. You look yes. at Donald Trump's Twitter, and it is absolutely 100% him writing these tweets. Absolutely. And I disagree with everything he has to say. He's racist, he's sexist, he's just generally bigoted. Um, I don't like any of his policies. I, I know I've repeated myself now. Um, but his tweets are clearly from him. And yeah, they are. They're very, they're his... not entirely professional, really. No. It's almost like he's not entirely sure how Twitter works, almost as much as you would expect from a political candidate. Yeah. But, you know, he's just, he's that guy. And I want to play this video because this is a, uh, this is a video that was put online by two, um, by two black women who were, uh, who were huge supporters of Donald Trump. Yeah. And I just want you to see this video because you mentioned Donald Trump and I think this is hilarious. Hey y'all. So we're here again reporting and this time we are reporting about Donald Trump. As you know, Donald Trump today, he went to the Mexican border to see about that I don't want to play the whole six the minute border. video. I'm going to dig and through a little happy, bit and try to and see. I was a little impressed that our future president fuck with Montel Williams' tagline. Uh -huh. And what I'm pissed off is, my a jackass the other day. What? And my thing is, okay, now, uh, you didn't think his ass was jack a jackass when you was trying to get his money? Huh? What you didn't know what the hell was wrong with you because you couldn't remember a damn thing. Not a thing. And that seemed like he may have had allegedly cancer at the brain okay. or anything. Uh -huh. So before you all start throwing or spewing your venom yes. on Donald Trump, yes. get that shit straight. Get you know what? what? Motherfuckers fucking with Donald Trump, oh. fucking with the Trump, you bound to get stuck. Mm. And you just may end up on your rump. I suggest all you <laughs> other Trumps leave my man Donald Trump the hell alone. Because that's going to be the next president uh, of these United, United States. States. Trump is a shot caller, yes. a baller. Oh, and let me tell you why he went to that border. Tell me why. He went to that border to take measurements. <laughs> <laughs> so he gonna put that damn fence up. He needs to pick out the color. He wanted to pick out the price of the fence. Uh -huh. He didn't know whether it was gonna be a picket fence uh -huh. or a wooden fence uh -huh. or a steel fence. Uh -huh. He was down there. Yeah, I love how she's got the height girl with her. Border. He might he want it to be a private fence. He, uh, or a private fence. Yeah. He went down 
come and listen, Donald. No. If you don't know no. how to pick out a fence, yes, call us. We no. know. We know. We know how to pick out a fence. Yes, we'll we tell know. you how to pick out yes. a fence. But that's how <laughs> we got to make that. He was down there on that damn corner <laughs> taking measurements. See, that's what shot callers and ballers do. Oh, yeah. They don't just talk about it. They be about it. They be about it. it. And what he was doing today was just being about his business. All right. Because he said, I'm going to support, I'm going to secure that border. Well, you know he got his own money. He got his own money. Yeah. That's another thing I like for him. Yeah. Don't nobody got to grease his palm. He don't mm -hmm. have to do that. I, I, I. Wow. Listen, we looking at Donald Trump. Republicans, yes. Democrats, yes. Independents. Yes. We are looking at Donald oh, Trump. And let me yeah, so they're looking for they're looking at Donald Trump to be the next president. And that that you reminded me of that video because I think that video is hilarious. That video is hilarious. They are uh making just the funniest jokes, I think. And they're not really jokes. They really support Trump. They are they seemed very legitimate. They are very They've, honest in their support of Trump. They've been on various news outlets since this video came out supporting Donald Trump. And I think this is freaking badass, dude. I love that video so much. But you were talking about Trump earlier, and it just reminded me of this video because I think that video is so funny. And they say it's hilarious. I'll tell you what. They say stump for Trump, dude. That's their fucking slogan. It's so great. Main main, main girl on her rant, she got great flow. Right? She she starts her, her rapper career. I am behind <coughs> that. She's a baller. He's a baller and he's a shot caller. That's what she says. Anyway, you just reminded me of that a little bit, dude, because I thought that was a great freaking video, and I didn't know if you'd seen it. Have you seen it before? I had not seen that before. It is. It's that great, was dude. great. And it's really making the rounds, man. But you were talking about Trump and his engagement on Twitter and, like, how how much he seems like he's just a dude tweeting. Yeah. The hedge fund guys, gals, have to pay higher taxes ASAP. They're paying practically nothing. We must reduce taxes for the middle class. Yes. Uh... By self-funding my campaign, I am not controlled by my donors, special interests, or lobbyists. I am only working for the people of the U.S. And so I just kind of accidentally read that. That's his second most recent tweet as yes. of recording five hours ago. Um, I'll be honest. I think that's what a lot of people like about him. He's very honest. He's very... He, he, he says whatever he wants to fucking say, at, like, regardless of anyone else. Yeah, he absolutely does. He, he's not your stereotypical politician. He's not. Pandering to lobbyists. No. And he, he comes out, and one of the things that he says in his things, I don't know if you'd seen it or not, but one of the things that he says the most is that as a businessman, he paid off politicians all the time. Oh, yeah. I, and I believe it. Yeah, now, absolutely. If he was to become a politician, you know, no one could really pay him off. He's worth so much, he can self-fund um, he's not worried about lobbyists or super PACs or whatever. This is a professional Twitter account, by the way. Like, you can see the, uh, the... Trump, make America great again. Yeah, he paid someone to, or either he paid someone or someone in his office made his, uh, his, uh, cover photo on Twitter. Um, his banner photo. Because it's the perfect number of pixels. It really is. And I just want to point out his profile picture looks great. If you see it him is, live, right? he looks so old. He's losing hair. He looks terrible. He needs to just, like, shave off his hair. This profile picture is taken exactly so that it just captures 
what little hair he has left. Exactly. And makes him look young. He looks like he's trying to be attractive. Dr- yes, he looks like Bruce freaking Willis with hair. He does. That's and his face. This face, he's got this pinched face like he's mad. He looks like Bruce Willis. His Twitter, his social media, he's doing great. He is. It's it's his, all his policies that I don't agree with. Yeah, yeah. What were you wanting to say, though, about, like, because the way we got into this was engagement uh, The, the way we Twitter. got into this was engagement on Twitter. And, um, actually, just, even those first two tweets I read, they sound like they're from him, himself. Yeah. Um, all right, so, hang, hang on. Stop scrolling, I want to read this. Hillary said such nasty things about me, read directly off her teleprompter, but there is no emotion, no truth. Just can't read speeches. Right? This sounds like something that would come from him. There's no way a PR department would be like, no, this is okay. This is is something you you can say. This is something we're going to put on your Twitter. That's absolutely from him. This is even, this is one that sounds like it's from him. Saudi Arabia was vehemently against the Iran nuclear deal. Then today they embraced it. What happened? What did we give them to endorse? That's a Trump quote, dude. That's, that's, that's definitely quote. something he wrote. Yeah. So, social media engagement, he's got it. Of all the presidential candidates, as weird as this is, yeah. Trump is the one who's looking to the future looking to the young young people. I'd say Twitter's got a pretty young crowd, relatively Absolutely. speaking. Yeah, yeah. He's the one who is really doing his best to appeal to them. I agree with that entirely, and I think it's very interesting that he doesn't have retweets on his page. No. He I'm doesn't. scrolling through, and he's the first retweet that I found was, what do you think, maybe... Oh, it's maybe over... thirty or thirty-five tweets down. I'd say it's over two dozen. Yeah, Beh- and and it's about him behind the scenes picture of my father signing the pledge. It's from his son. Yeah, it's from his son. Um, the next one is. Let me see. I've probably gone thirty, thirty-five, maybe fifty, sixty. My God, maybe a hundred tweets, and I still haven't found another retweet. He's replying to people. He's putting he out is. his own original he is. content. He is. absolutely replying. He's tagging, tags. tagging different people. He's... This, this guy's is, a master. He is a master. This is an example of a great Twitter account. Yeah, compared to my professor. And for those of you who want the link, this is uh, at RealDonaldTrump or Twitter.com slash RealDonaldTrump. Um, and again, I don't, I don't agree with his politics. No, I, but he, I think he's a racist, prejudiced old man yeah. who, who has mostly detrimental and destructive views. Yeah, but he's over here and he's got a badass Twitter compared to my professor who is just begging for retweets and people to tweet at him so that he can be boosted in the algorithm. The, the, he, his top tweet, his top tweet 11 hours ago is the worst, most egregious thing I could possibly think of. And it starts with please, please retweet. retweet. <laughs> How gross Absolutely. is that? He's begging, dude. And dude, I bet you he's not even going to hear this because I bet he doesn't have engagement. I bet he doesn't. Even though, looking at this page, you're logged into Twitter, we're looking at his profile page, it says he follows you. 
He does follow me. I'm and a student in his class right now this semester. He encouraged all of us to follow him because he follows back. And he does. He absolutely follows back. And as someone who, um, it's not in my bio now, I didn't read it earlier, I'm interested in game development. I have a lot of game development Twitter accounts following me. People who just follow game dev Twitter accounts to get yeah. follows back so they can promote their game or whatever. Um, I don't follow back, but... No, absolutely. And those people, they don't engage. When I actually tweet something, you know, I hear nothing from them. No. What, what they want are follow-backs. And that's the thing about my Twitter account that I really like, is that I have a Twitter account in which I follow people who actually respond. Yeah. I follow Kevin Smith. I yep. follow... And Kevin Smith has read my tweets on his podcasts. Yep. Kevin Smith, who made Clerks. Kevin Smith, who is one of the most uh, pro prolific auteur filmmakers since since Clerks came out, yeah, he has read my tweets on his podcasts. So Adam Curry has done the same. Adam Curry, the guy who invented podcasting. I don't have anything as as big name as you do, but uh, well, it's uh, just because I follow them and I talk to them a lot on Twitter. The uh, one of my favorite podcasts, since you promoted yours earlier, one of my favorite mm -hmm. podcasts is Video Games Hot Dog. Yes, and you've mentioned that. I have. We actually listened to uh, one of their episodes, I mm -hmm. think, or it might have been Advice Hot Dog. It was in the Hot Dog podcast family. Yes. Um, they they've got a spinoff, Video Games Taco, uh, and I follow one of the people there, Jenny. Yes. And we have talked back and forth on Twitter. We favorited each other's tweets. We are into the same stuff. Um, and, and so she's retweeted some of my stuff. Yeah. Not as big a name as Kevin Smith. But it, I mean, but, it's whatever. And, it's just because I think you would probably have that same engagement if you did follow and care about and all this other stuff like I do about Kevin Smith. Yeah, I, I've, uh, written in to Advice Hot Dog via their, their email thing. And yeah. And I had questions read on Advice Hot Dog. And, Absolutely. And... I think that's more fulfilling than having Absolutely. than having 250k followers like my professor does. I, I don't see the value in having 250k followers if you don't get anything out of it. Yeah. What like so to look at his Twitter feed, uh you don't have it pulled up now. But it's it's just like this weird conglomeration of just random we retweets. There's no common theme like he he claims to be a social media influencer. I don't see what the influence is here. I don't either. That's the thing. I don't see what he's doing that makes a difference. He just has a lot of people. Look, oh my god, this is the same post. This is the same thing as his pin tweet. Yeah. And it's, what, 30, 40, maybe it's, 45? It's buried. 40-some-odd tweets. 45 mm -hmm. tweets or so down, he's got this freaking same thing that's the same as his pin tweet. Yep. But it's not the same tweet. It's a different tweet entirely. It's a, it's a different tweet entirely because he's not begging for re retweets on it. Exactly. This is just insanity to me, dude. And the fact that he can, like, act all shamey and bullshitty about it when this is his thing, this is why I don't believe in the idea of... Social media expertise. See, I disagree. I believe that, that there is some kind of social media expertise. 
this isn't it. There, <laughs> there are bots. Oh, you're calling this motherfucker out. I'm, uh, I'm not going to say because I've been asked not to. Who yeah. follows Dean on Twitter? <laughs> there are bots. I need to go follow a couple more man. Yeah, do it. There are, <laughs> there are bots who do a better job at Twitter than you do. Yeah. They are, they are more directed, more targeted. Um, they have more of a common theme than you do. What is this? Oh my god. That is awesome, me, dude. Dean. We've been, we've been recording for a while now. Yes, about, uh, the timestamp right now says about 2.17. When it I does. finish editing, it'll probably be about an hour and a half long. It'll probably be about an hour and a half. I think we've got some great content. I think we do too, and I think that we can finish up on this point. On this point about social media expertise and people who claim to be social media experts. I, I think we're done. We've had a great podcast. Uh, Dean, we, we haven't published these shows yet. Once we do, people, our listeners, they're going to want to get in contact with us. They're, they're going to want to know what two drunk college students have to say about about their topics. They're going to be interested in what two very drunk college students have to say about the world around them. Dean, how do they get in touch with us? How do they get in touch with us? Well, uh, I'm going to post a... Uh, at the end of all of these shows, I have a little tagline that, that mentions all of this, but... I believe that you should go first. How can people talk to you, Mr. Ryan? Your name is Ryan. If if people want to talk to me, they can find me at Twitter, at Shadowhawk54. Shadowhawk54. Anything else? Maybe a Google Plus. Do you have... They could, they could find me on Google Plus, Dean. Mm-hmm. Google Plus has really weird URLs. They don't let you choose vanity URLs. I have one. Do you? Yeah. I don't. They wouldn't let me create... A vanity Google Plus URL. They wouldn't? No. Mine is plus.google.com slash... No. Mine is google.com slash plus Dean Wisner. That's what mine is right now. On on Google Plus, you can find me. My name is Ryan Porterfield. I don't know that I really want to give that away on a podcast, but I'm doing <laughs> it. No, it'll be fine. I don't worry about it. Um, you, can, you can look me up via my email, which is redraider92 at gmail.com. Which you can email if you want a topic on a yeah. podcast. Yeah, see, I have a vanity URL here, google.com slash plus Dean Wisner, right there. Nice. You should sign up for one, dude. They they recently redid it. Did they? Yes, and that's how I was able to get mine. I'll, I'll go so sign up for one. I'll, I'll let our listeners know in the next podcast. Yes. I'm going to try and verify my Twitter. I don't have a, I don't have a popular enough Twitter, I think, to verify, but I'm going to try to just uh, to get ahead of the curve a little bit. Yep. You, you should do it. Dean. Yes. We we both have websites. You listed yours earlier. Dean-o-net at... Uh, no. Or no. Gene, no. No. Mine is... Uh, for this particular podcast, I'm thinking about actually interesting news. News. For the actual network itself. Yeah. I'm thinking about switching to Squarespace. Okay. So what it would be is uh, right now, it would be dean o dot net is the network's website right now but okay. for a, for like less than 100 bucks a month i can switch i can switch to squarespace and that is not sponsored it's not sponsored this it's is not, not a sponsored, sponsored i just really like that i just really like that that website creator yeah um 
I could do that real quick. I'm not sure what that URL would be, but go ahead and go to dean-o.net and that'll probably take you wherever you need to go. Um, outside of that, dean-o-files.com is the uh, podcast website for the main show. I haven't made one for Drinky Files yet because I haven't yet made the RSS feed. All right. But uh, that'll be done probably by the end of this weekend. I want to have them posted by the end of the weekend. Um, you can also follow me at Dean Wisner, uh, google.com slash plus Dean Wisner. I'm not going to give you my Facebook because fuck you. Uh, Facebook, Facebookers are for those few people who we really like. Yes, who we know in real life. And <laughs> that's the thing. Um, I, I have a Facebook. I haven't checked it in like two months. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the Facebook very much. I hate Facebook as a website. Yeah, me too. I think it looks shitty. I think it feels shitty using it, Yep. and I don't like the fact that it's full of bullshit on my newsfeed. Even using Adblock, Facebook is collecting so much data about me that I don't feel comfortable. Agreed. Agreed. So, is that all that you have to say about it's where people not. can find I actually, you? I actually have a website of my own. Oh, yes, you do! I totally forgot! And, um, so my website, where people can find me, and there's an About Me page with links to all my social media, is Ryan Porterfield. Dot com. It's, it's really easy. It's spelled like it sounds, right? It's spelled like it sounds. It's really easy if you know how to spell Porterfield, which no one does. Porter? P-O-R-T-E-R? People don't know how to spell that? People don't. It's really weird. Wow. I tell people my last name, and they go, uh, and I say, and, and then I tell them how to, how to spell it. So I'm let our listeners figure that out on their own. Here, I'm going to pull up your Twitter real quick so I can read the actual thing. Ryan, R-Y-A-N, like you would expect. Porter, P-O-R-T-E-R, like you would expect, field, F-I-E-L-D, like you would expect, dot com. Dot com. That's excellent. That is my website. Um, I'm going to go look at it real quick because I'm interested. So, I'll be honest. Currently, it's still in active development. I was teaching myself Ruby, and then I taught myself Ruby. And okay. I, I made a professional website okay. and Ruby on Rails, and then I forgot to update my personal website. <laughs> so... I'll have to go update that before we post this so mm. that it doesn't welcome hash index. Find me. <laughs> and it gives you the exact file folder where I can edit the page for the home. And the other stuff, it just doesn't work. Um, I'm going to have to go update that. Yeah, well, you can do that. Uh, but that'll be easy. So you can find yeah. me at ryanporterfield.com. Um, I want to give out something that is uh, a way you can contact me. Yeah. That is not typical. A an atypical way to contact an a atypical way to contact me, listeners. I have an Ello. You have an Ello. I have an Ello. Are you familiar with Ello? I am not familiar with Ello. Is it similar to About Dot Me? No. Okay. Ello is the a social media network that is trying to replace Facebook. Oh, but, this I'm interested in. But. Their design philosophy is to be as Holy simple. Holy Christ, this is beautiful! It's to be as simple as possible. I just and pulled up elo.co. It's elo.co. It's beautiful. It oh is my absolutely God, beautiful. This design is incredible. Their their business model. Um, I'm not going to give it entirely away on the podcast, but it's to make money without using ads. Right? Okay. So they don't so, have ads. So they don't, how much do we give them? They don't... Nothing. To sign up, it's completely free. Um, oh, wow. 
There's a join link at the top. I don't think they're in beta anymore. If they're still in beta, let me know. Uh, I've got a couple. They are. Beta, they are in beta still. All right. So I have invite codes I can send okay. to our, our dedicated listeners who want to find me on Allo. Okay. You, and so, they can send you like a PM on Twitter or something like that in order to get me, those invite Send me codes. a PM on Twitter. I'll send you an LO invite code. All right. So for for our exactly one listener who has <laughs> who has an LO, um, my LO username is Cheddarhawk54. So on Twitter, I'm Shadowhawk. That shadow, the thing that the sun casts yes. on you. You have a shadow. On Elo, I am Cheddar Hawk. That's Cheddar like the cheese. And uh, maybe next podcast I'll give you the story behind that. But here you are. I've found you. Elo.co slash Cheddar Hawk 54. Excellent. All right, man. Ooh, I really like your... Uh, uh, is that your banner? No, it's it's one... It's some promotional content I got free with the game, um, the, the new Tomb Raider reboot. All right. Excellent. Okay, so that is a lot of different ways to get a hold of you, man. It's a lot of different ways to get a hold of me. I agree. I, I like it, though, man. Being everywhere is better than being nowhere. Uh, as I said, you can get a hold of DinoNet at, uh, at uh, dean-o.net. Uh, the website for DinoNet is deanwnet at gmail.com. Uh, that may change soon. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, beyond that, man, I think we're done. I think we're done. It's All right. Dean... It's a good podcast. It was an excellent podcast, and I'm going to have to edit this thing tonight after you and I share a pizza. We're going to share a pizza. Excellent. All right. Dean. Yes? I love you. I love you too, man. <laughs> we'll see you next time we record. This has been Drinky Files. <laughs>